Welcome back to Travolting, covering Ladder 49 with special guest Mark Tilly. Enjoy the episode. Hey, Jeff. Stuart, Mark, I'm coming into this episode with a bit of a disadvantage. Um, I don't know about you two, but this is the first ladder film I've seen. I don't know if the first 48 have any context <laughs> I need going into this, uh, this installment of the franchise. Because I'll be honest, I was a little lost at some parts. I was like, right away, I was we're like, starting with bits. <laughs> I was like, was like, did this franchise like? And John Travolta walks in, like, was he in like his character in the previous ones? I I know we didn't cover any of them, so like, was he played by someone else for the first 48 installment? I don't know. I'm just saying, you guys might have to hold... If you've seen any of the previous ones... Have you seen any of the Scorpion King movies? It's a lot like that. <laughs> it's a lot like that. My big question was, this movie could be so easily called Truck 49 or Engine 49. Do you think they voted? Or was it more of like a phonetic thing? Were they like, no, Ladder just really rolls off. Ladder 49. Well, because Ladder is like indicative of the whole entire like engine house. The ladder is whereas engine is just like the truck. Yeah. And there's different okay, like no. jobs from the truck. Like there's a search and rescue people Stuart who knows. don't go on the hose. If you work on the engine, which is what Joaquin Phoenix does in the first act of the movie, you are the person holding I the pipe. <laughs> so like yeah. I don't know shit about fire. Welcome to Travolting, <laughs> where we are going to cover the two thousand four Walking Phoenix uh vehicle ladder forty nine. Yeah. Thank you, folks, for listening last week to our Christmas special. We hope you enjoyed it. The vehicle is uh, a truck. Covering, I think you might like it, and I hope you enjoyed the other thing that happened in that episode. It's a fire truck. What other thing? I don't know. I don't know what happened. Um, <laughs> What's so, weird is I should know this other thing because we recorded it before this episode. Yeah, we def- we've definitely already recorded that episode. Well, maybe he uh, cut it out. May- yeah, maybe he cut it out and <laughs> forgot about it. Yes. Joe. Jo- yes. Would you like to fill in some context for us on Ladder 49? Ladder 49, the context corner. Um, I actually forgot to bring up my Ladder 49 <laughs> notes for this. Guys, we're jumping right in off our previous. Already disrespecting the fucking movie. <laughs> Jesus. What's the firefighters doing enough, Jeff? <laughs> firefighters. Um, it's okay. okay. Not enough of them have died for him to like treat it with respect. So <laughs> so this, this is a, a Jay Russell film. The dead dog on the, the dead dog on tour. I wrote that down. <laughs> what did notes. you just say? The dead dog on tour. The dead dog. He's like he's like the king of the dead dog movie. Is he? Yeah. Oh yeah, he did. He did my dog skip. My dog skip. But then Tuck even like, everlasting. Tuck everlasting. The water horse legend of the deep. But those all have like and even you know not just a lot of Fortnite, but they have like dead dog endings. Mm-hmm. He's he's literally a guy who just. Like he's one of those journeymen who uh, he's like a journeyman, but his movies are so spaced out. Yeah, he's like a low rent journeyman. This is probably his most well known movie, maybe. Uh, my dog Skip. That's the thing. I mean, Tuck, they're all Tucker kind Lasting of. A big they're deal? all at the same level in different yeah. like decades. They're all things. They're all movies eras, that happened, kind of... and yeah. everyone's like, "Yeah, that thing." Yeah, but he's not particularly well known for it. I don't think. No, I don't think they're. Like no one's like, yeah, oh, a Jay Russell I, picture. You know, I I think it's time that tide changed. I think it's time we start respecting Jay Russell. Yeah, put some respect on the name. <laughs> put some respect on that name, Jay Russell. Listen, you know, some directors just come out and most of their movies are lukewarm, but every once in a while they come out with one that maybe at the time and in the future was Everything perceived just as lukewarm. Up. 
But for some people, it really translated with them, you know? Like, other than Star Wars, what other... And American Graffiti, but, like, one probably could make the case that most of Star Wars films aren't particularly critically amazing. But the prequels... Are you saying George Lucas hates firefighters? No, what I'm saying is saying. that there are directors <laughs> who maybe throughout Wait, their career have made Mark, lukewarm... Oh, why what? is Stuart standing up and saluting right now as Get he says off the table I'm Stuart. not you don't salute with both oh your God, hands he's, he's ripping his shirt off and <laughs> there is the a, a and the YMCA. <laughs> Jesus so I'm just gonna shatter this bit for the audience you had a crew I like, neck on I, that fucking jacket I actually there. like this movie a lot and I like this movie because while I understand that it may not be particularly like a phenomenally like complicated or weird or it's basic either. like it's not no. basic it, it may not have like a surefire cohesive plot it may be very like thin but i will say this movie had one mission that was written on its surface and that is we're gonna make a movie that's a tribute to firefighters and it accomplishes that mission no and it accomplishes that mission like tenfold like it is a (laughs) put your hand down (laughs) and so ladies and gentlemen like i like this movie for being like a very heartfelt soulful tribute tribute to firefighters and it's very sobby it's very like it pushes the lever on like we're gonna make our audience cry because we're gonna see like you know our men in uniform like dying to protect other people and what jeff and mark are doing are making fun of me no, for no, no, falling no, no. for it hook line and sinker while they're just gonna be like oh it's just an okay movie and here i am thinking no this is a great movie and I'm explaining my reasoning, and they're making fun of me for those reasons. <laughs> so throughout this podcast, when you hear bits like Stuart stop saluting or stop crying, it's because they're making fun of me for I, the respect <laughs> that I admire on this movie. I think it's very sweet that fuck this you. Mo- I think it's very <laughs> sweet that this movie really worked for you on that level. Do you know any firefighters, Jeff? No. Do you know any firefighters, well, Mark? I do know a fire, I, one I, firefighter. I know so a single fire. I, I know some I fire safety from, officers. Like I come from a very military-heavy family background, mm-hmm. and a lot of my family members were also firefighters. And yeah, like there are lots of moments where you see like that there are times when they don't have much to do, and like because there's not too many fires mm-hmm. to put out. But sometimes, and the occasional fire can just be like an oven burning and all that mm-hmm. stuff. But there are like, like it's such we don't get these like action movies on firefighters and like, honestly, like I understand why, but we don't need that many yeah. in terms of like, you know, there's plenty of cop well, movie we stories, need, like two or three. There's only exactly. have two. There's plenty of cop story movies that we could have. And we, we you... have way more than enough. And you know, paramedic stories like, uh, I mean, we got, Chicago I mean, you got Med. Michael Bay's ambulance, <laughs> coming got out Michael soon. Bay's ambulance coming out soon. And like, you know, that's, that's okay. But firefighters, like, you know, is I it think... the best uniform you think? If you're gonna rank our men in uniform, <laughs> is it the best uniform? I don't rank men in uniform. I treat Top them five all. men in uniform, I men rank, and women. I rank them all with the same amount of respect for the <laughs> Number service five, that they use. Nurses. For <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> no. 
So I I respect this no, movie. 100%. I I I like it for like even though like you know if you had to ask me like well what's it about and the answer would just be it's about a firefighter who is injured during a a, a big fire and he has flashbacks about his life mm. and it and from the context of me just saying that to you you would probably think oh well, that sounds kind of like boring we talk about this with phenomenon a little mm. bit where in phenomenon there is no like central conflict to yeah. the movie it's just about a guy figuring something out mm -hmm. and i really kind of tr trash the movie for that and it may seem hypocritical why i'm really loving liking this movie now but i think the goal of this movie is not to make this surreal cohesive complicated point like phenomenon is and how it doesn't really hit the mark for me but this movie does hit its mark and its mark is hey mark <laughs> uh, and its goal is to be a heartwarming heartfelt firefighter tribute movie yeah. like five minutes into this movie i was like this is such a stewart movie i was like this is a movie about brotherly camaraderie this is a movie about our men in uniform i was like stewart's gonna love this thing what and did like, you honestly think about this movie, Jeff? I like this movie. It's a good, it's a good movie. Then, <laughs> like, what is this beef? Mark, what did you think of this movie? Have you seen Fireproof? Okay, well, it's about a firefighter who watches porn. <laughs> 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 They're people too. <laughs> <laughs> They're just like us. Fuck this. It was so, <laughs> it was this. so funny. Because oh, I okay. read a... I agree. It's a good movie. <laughs> He's leaving the room. I read an interview with Jay Russell because I did my research yeah. for this podcast where he talks about... He was like, backdraft. Like, I don't think that, like firefighters are watching that movie and they're like oh we feel seen and respected <laughs> yeah. so i was like i want him and he was like no offense to ron howard because ron howard i was like ron howard what lessons did you learn making backdrop <laughs> and then he's like well let me tell you all right so to, to win stewart back mark <laughs> stewart's coming back we're gonna talk about backdraft <laughs> a movie that doesn't respect firefighters it's true Jay Russell said it himself. He Jay says, Russell I did. said I wanted to make a movie for firefighters. Because, because I felt like Backdraft, Backdraft didn't, didn't do it for them. <laughs> that was a movie about... Is Backdraft about a love triangle with firefighters? They're like brothers? I don't remember. All I know is that Universal Studios used to have Backdraft the experience. And then <laughs> they got rid of it because that movie was like not a mega hit. The reason why I came back. <laughs> the reason why I get out of bed every day. Because men like Jack Morris... <laughs> I think Stuart's getting in on the bit. <laughs> Did you decorated firefighter who saved countless lives went into the fire while everyone was running? And you're out. going into the everyone fire. Everyone was running, and out. I'm running into this dumpster fire that's about to be this episode <laughs> while everybody else is running out. So let's talk about ladder forty nine, guys. So, ladder forty nine. So Mark, yeah, you, you um, you recently you were recently just with us on the basic episode. You also oh, wanted yeah. you also wanted this movie. I did. So let's tell us your story with Ladder Forty Nine and a way to try and win Stuart back. <laughs> well, I knew that I knew that lots of people were um, were probably going to want Ladder Forty Nine, and so I said, "No, it's for me." No, <laughs> why, it's true. Why do you think a lot of people were going to want Ladder Forty Nine? <laughs> no, just you. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. No, so I had seen Ladder Forty Nine a lot as a kid. This is a movie I've seen like fifteen times. I I'm not kidding. Mm -hmm. I've seen it fifteen times. Um, number fifteen was this morning. 
Um, and I loved it as a kid. Yeah. I loved it. I, 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 I watched it a lot. It was on like a four part DVD you get. Yeah. Honestly, I forgot what the other three was because I think it was my favorite on there. Mm-hmm. And I think I just liked Joaquin Phoenix a lot. Yeah. I just liked him a lot. You were as a big kid. fan of the walk. I was a big walk fan of Signs <laughs> and Gladiator. And so he was good in it. Um, and so I wanted to, I wanted to rewatch it and be like, why, why did I watch that movie so much as a kid? Mm. It clearly affected me. There was like something very earnest about it. And so I wanted to rewatch it and, uh, yeah. And kind of like try and figure it out. And so that was one of the Travoltas that I had a, I had a real personal connection Mm -hmm. to. So, yeah. See, he has, he has a personal connection. I have a personal connection to this movie. I think a lot of kids our age do because this movie came out, um, I, I don't know how old you are, Mark, but I was... Is uh, it the kind of action movie a kid can see? Yeah. Because even if it's exactly. upsetting, like, there's no, like, necessary violence occurring. Yeah. yeah. And, like, 50% of it's, like, a bunch of guys picking on each other. And I think <laughs> I thought that was funny. <laughs> yeah. And, like, I, so I watched this as a kid as well. And um, I remember liking it a lot, too. But uh, similar reasons for you, Mark, like... I didn't really understand why I watched it that much as a kid, and I didn't understand what the appeal was. So rewatching this, um, I never really found out the answer because I was watching it with like my current twenty-six-year-old brain. He, he was too busy blinking the tears away. <laughs> no, but no, like no. as I was watching it in my current like state of mind, I still admonished it for what it was trying to do, mm-hmm. and so. I thought the performances were really good. I thought the emotional scenes were very well done. I thought the cinematography, the editing um, was very well done. And also like the, the attention to detail that the filmmakers obviously had for the accuracies of the firefighters jobs. Like it's just a very respectable movie. Mm -hmm. I do like a movie where like people in like a certain field are like saying things and you don't know what they mean. Yeah, and so you're just like, but it feels like research was done mm-hmm. when you like kind of disconnect from something because you don't know why someone's saying something into a walkie-talkie. Yeah, yeah. No, I there, always like that. The, I I watched <laughs> this movie and then I watched two other little clips after that just to kind of get more into the headspace of the film. I first watched a featurette of this film. It was a behind-the-scenes featurette showing the cast going to Fighter Academy training school. I've seen it, which was i mean you hear those stories all the time where it's like actors train how to be like cops or they train how to be in the military or helicopter pilots whatever it might be so this kind of seems similar but like that the feature it's about seven minutes long you can find it on youtube um i mean it it really goes into detail about how dedicated all like the actors were and also the the fire instructors and just their way of like because they literally did at the end of their training course they like have the cast put out a fire. Yeah. Like they set a building on fire, like a test building, like how they normally do for fire yeah. recruits. And they set the cast in to put it out. So like, it's like the work was done. The work was done. Like you, you officially like, like you, like they tried an Armageddon training oil riggers to become astronauts. <laughs> they trained actors to become firefighters and sent them into a firefighter movie. I mean, is that not a movie on its own? No. I would watch a movie about a bunch training. of actors yeah. getting stuck in a building <laughs> like on a training session and they have to like put out the fire. Put out the fire. No, so. that like I love that location cuz it looks very much like we're just going to build a like a building like the main yeah. central building that it starts in that they like light on fire. It looks like it's on like an empty lot 
there's like no other buildings around it. It's just like a big building mm -hmm. and they build it. And I'm sure there are some miniature shots of it too, which are really cool. Maybe. I, I don't know. But, and then I also watched a, <laughs> this is really going to make you make a lot of jokes up here, but I watched a <laughs> firefighter breaks down fire scenes for movies and TVs from GQ. And I mean, that's a kind of cool. I've watched that. And he, for a segment, he covers ladder 49 and there's a lot of small little tidbits in the movie that they aren't pay calling attention to like say like the filmmakers aren't saying hey look at what these guys are doing yeah. it's accurate they're just doing it and if you catch it then it's cool that you notice that they're following this very structured procedure like a quick little bit um they uh repel like walking phoenix down mm -hmm. the side of this building and small little de detail that they do is that they put the jacket over the railing so the rope can go over just to be so in case like anything does happen like if a if a victim does jump on the firefighter yeah. and the rope slips it's not gonna like like there's nothing on the railing of the roof to snag and rip the rope it's going over like a smooth firefighter jacket and it was like a small little attention mm -hmm. to detail they didn't call attention to it but if you caught it it's like oh yeah like that's like regulation i think audiences do catch stuff like that and it's also just like it works as like character stuff where you know yeah. this this person is smart and has thought through this process yeah. and yeah. like yeah yeah no, for this sure. is nothing if not a very well researched movie yeah no for sure yeah. for sure mm. and, you know going a little bit into the the main the context of this like where it's at in travolta's career where it's at in joaquin's career it's at this very interesting point for the two of them yeah i agree because like this is that weird period of time where everyone's like joaquin phoenix is our next great like mm -hmm megastar but is it saying he's the next travolta no which is kind no. of the, yeah you're like kind it's like a weird thing. handshake you're like is that the kind of star well here's the thing he here's the thing travolta's doing this he does this quite a few times at this point in his career where he's doing a lot of like um hands like you said handshake movies yeah. where he's like passing it on to the next yeah. generation except at the end of everyone they pull it back yeah like swordfish it's like kind of a handshake where like he's like anointing hugh jackman Except the end of the movie, he gets the one over on Hugh Jackman. He wins in the end. In this, it's like, yeah, I'm training the next generation. And the next generation dies. And he's like, well, I will continue to be a firefighter. And ends up then, like saluting the camera. I'll never um, stop. It's true, though. And so it's this weird thing where like Travolta keeps like getting close to these like handoff roles where he's like, I'm going to gracefully like transition into my like character actor supporting phase. But he just, he just wheels it back. Yeah. And that's where Travolta is going to really get into some trouble in a few years. Is he's going to keep wanting these leading man roles? They're only going to be available in five dollar Redbox movies, <laughs> and uh, that's part of what kind of really starts torpedoing him is he's incapable of just making the handoff fully. Yeah, and for Walking Phoenix, like I would, I think you're right. He is like kind of poised up to be like the next big movie star, and he hasn't quite he very much rejects. Yeah, because he hasn't quite like I won't say he's he hasn't stuck the landing quite yet because it's during this time he's like they're they're all I mean we would call them all like now hits and like mm. classics like I think it was around this similar time he was doing movies like no, at, at this point uh, he he is in the run of. But Lat it's the year later when he does Walk the Line. And I feel like Walk the Line when he plays Johnny Cash is, that is like, I feel like Walk the Line is John Travolta's Saturday Night Fever. Yes. Would you disagree with that? Well, here's the thing. Joaquin gets, did he win for Gladiator? He was just nominated, right? Yeah. Okay, so he's nominated for Gladiator, Best uh, best Supporting Actor. 
That's like kind of a, I mean, he's in movies prior to that, but that's the big one. Yeah. He does Gladiator. Then M. Knight picks him up and he puts him in signs in a prominent supporting role. In The Village, two years later. He's in The Village. He's leading a Disney movie, Brother Bear. He's popping up at Hotel Rwanda, Ladder for Night. Like, he's getting this movie star track like laid out for him. Mm-hmm. For him to become like the next Brad Pitt, hell, the next John Travolta. But, you know, it's after Walk the Line where he immediately says, I don't want this. Takes a step back, does a rap career, makes I'm Still Here. And then gets back in movies, but he's only doing, like, interesting character bits that he wants to do. Yeah. It's really after I'm Still Here. Yes. And then The Master, and then... Yeah, well, because, yeah, like, like, after I'm Still Here, he's only... He's not following the track that was laid for him. And then he's only he doing stuff that he's interested the in. The Joker. What if the Joker got a raw deal? <laughs> what if that happened? <laughs> um, it is weird to watch this movie and like, and then, you know, he's in Come On, Come On this year where he's playing a normal guy and that's really refreshing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is weird to see him just play like a normal a guy. guy from Baltimore. <laughs> yeah, it's just like a dude. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is these, these are the roles that he's being laid out for but he, where it's he, like, he plays a normal guy. Well, yeah. I mean, he's doing oh, he's a very good, good job. He's very movie. good in this movie. Yeah. But it's just after, like, this is that weird period where Joaquin's doing Hollywood movies. Yes. And not stuff that interests him. He's yeah. like, he's just following the movie star track. Yeah. And so th- it's kind of an interesting artifact. Is like, this isn't the type of movie you would just, like, expect to see Joaquin Phoenix in. No, because, like, him, I mean, you have, like, there's sort of a trio of, like, it's him, Billy Burke, and Morris Chestnut. That's yeah. like an interesting yeah. trio of people. Then you add in John Travolta. Oh, casting we got to talk about the crew. Oh my god! You tell you telling me. You telling me. Well, I I did write when down he shows up the firehouse. We're gonna rank the and firemen. we got Morris Chestnut. We're gonna rank the firemen. We got Balthazar Getty. We got Robert Patrick. Balthazar Getty. Billy Burke. <laughs> like, come on. We said Morris Chestnut, <laughs> we right? Said Morris Chestnut. How? Like, talk about a fire crew, man. <laughs> talk about a team of dudes. And they all hang out at the fucking Irish pub every night. Come on. <laughs> um, this is what cinema. This, to me, is cinema. I agree. This is cinema. <laughs> it should be just like, I don't know. You could do like a whole movie of just like them showing up at the bar yeah. after every single fire and save so much money in the fires because the stuff is just them all hanging yeah. out being guys. Be like, oh, those were crazy fires, weren't they? Oh, my gosh. What's the best prank in the movie? Ooh. I don't know. I think the reverse. <laughs> the, re- <laughs> the second reversal of the, yeah. of the of the priest? Yeah, the priest. That's no, pretty that good. No, that second priest sucks. That joke sucks. <laughs> but Jay Hernandez. Yeah, <laughs> Jay Hernandez. Not in this movie. <laughs> yeah, what happens to him after that scene? <laughs> he happens. never reappears. He's just, he's just there to be the new guy for yeah. a second. John Travolta, also not really in this movie. <laughs> and that's actually something that I wanted to talk about for a little bit. Yeah. Um, I mentioned this a tiny bit in the basic episode because um, I knew I, we were going to have you back for Ladder 49, so yeah. I just wanted to mention it here while we came back and did Ladder 49. Was one of, it was one? This was a really great, refreshing movie to watch in context of this podcast because of how little John Travolta is in this movie. Mm. He has a prominent role and he's good in his parts. But he's not the lead. He's and there's there are swaths where he's not there. But I'd say the movie isn't even centrally like you see them on the poster and you're like it's yeah. probably about a firefighter and his commander and their yeah. relationship and their his mentorship of him and it's not. It's, yes, not. it's not about so. his mentorship of him at all. <clears throat> he's just kind of his boss. Yeah, he's and just he, playing. He's his got boss. a couple good scenes, but even then, like you know, 
Travolta never really like the. They have two conversations in the movie. Really, the <laughs> only scene. God help me. Jeff is gonna crack the fuck up laughing no, when I say this. But no, the only scene one. where I really felt like John Travolta was like turning something good in was the last funeral speech scene. Yep. Yeah, I know. Here he's saluting. <laughs> Jeff is saluting. But like, even the scene when like um, Billy Burke spoiler dies. And they have this argument in the firehouse and Travolta comes in and he breaks up the fight and he like yells at them. Like Travolta used to be really good at angry rants. Mm -hmm. You remember in phenomenon when he has an angry rant in the bar, he's like, look at it, look at it, look at it. And then breaks the mirror with his telekinetic powers. Mm -hmm. Great performance. Yeah. And here, like I actually like Travolta is really good at angry rants. Yeah. And I was thinking, like, oh, here we go. Like, we're about to get... In my house! In my house! (laughs) Yeah, I thought we were going to get, like, a really good John Travolta angry rant, something we had never seen before. But that was the issue, Mm. was he did exactly the same thing, and almost not even to the certain degree I would have hoped. It was like, okay, yeah, the fire chief was mad, and that's about it. But it wasn't... It didn't leave that scene like, oh, God, like, yeah, that's heavy, man, you know? So like this entire movie with John Travolta, like I, you know, it's very much a sleeper mm. for me. Yeah, I was mostly focused in walking Phoenix's journey. So, do we want to jump right into it? <clears throat> Is there any more context to it? There's really not too much. Um, it's just an interesting point in both their careers. Yeah, and it's indicative of Travolta's problems at this point. Is that he's not willing to really do the handle yeah. yet. I read Jay, Jay Russell. I read it was like one interview he did with it, and he was talking about how like he was talking about how like, um. You can scoot your This chair is one of like a little bit. the first like post 9/11 movies, not about like about like firefighters I and how it's about like I really liked that. Yeah, and I, how it's about like because I think you had a different like cultural lens for firefighters. Yeah. Post 9/11. There's a big change in the perception of them as yeah. there's a change in I perception of a lot of things. Lots of service um servicemen yeah. a different type. After 9/11 of, like respect for men in uniform becomes like Yeah. I mean, it had already been, like, an American cultural thing. Yeah. But after 9-11, it's, it's like... It's loaded. Yes. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, like, if you don't uh, clap for the troops when they land at the airport, like, leave our country. Yeah. Freedom fries and shit. Yeah. Um, but I think to... But it's not about 9-11 yeah. either. It's not about 9-11, but it's about, like... But you do see them in a different light. Yeah. This is what a person who does this is like. Yeah. Yeah. Which I really liked that. Yeah. I liked that part. Here's the thing. I thought this was a 9-11 movie. Going into it. Oh, you did. Um, but then I realized I was thinking of World Trade, Trade Center, Center with Nicolas Cage, <laughs> directed by Oliver Stone. Uh, when it starts in there in Baltimore, I was like, hmm, this is interesting. <laughs> I was like, they're going to call in guys wait, from all is over. Ladder 40, I was like, are, they gonna, are we going to watch a montage of them driving the, the, the ladder up to New York? And I was like, oh, wait, no, I'm thinking of World Trade Center with Nick How Cage. How many minutes before you realized it wasn't about 9 11? <laughs> it was about two minutes. Okay, okay, okay. It was pretty quick because, like, I, I once I realized the structure of this movie, I was like, okay, sure. Yeah. Um, but I did think this was a nine eleven movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was not. Letter forty nine eleven. That that's a sequel that this movie needs. Pre- prequel. <laughs> prequel. Letter forty nine eleven. No. Okay. <laughs> so the movie starts. Yes. And uh, this movie, like the best, like we um, log line sentence I could put on this entire movie is. An injured firefighter has flashbacks to his um, the beginning, like the arc of his career as mm. a fire firefighter. But first, we gotta see how he gets injured. Exactly. So the first scene is like modern day 
walking phoenix mm-hmm. um like there's in a, a big factory yeah this giant factory is inferno on yeah like, why is it always the top floor yeah <laughs> i i love how this kind of starts off like they're just a, like the building is about to like explode and these guys are all like very casual about their jobs which i liked that it's like like it almost felt like ghostbusters where they're like yeah. walking up the steps and they're like oh why is it always the top floor? Well, like, and it's, it's, Bill Murray's and it's like, I'm going to like, I'm going to vomit. And it's kind of like the idea. It's like, you know, every day is just another day on the job until it's not. Yes. And so like these guys don't know yet that this is like going to be like the one in a million fires yeah. in their careers. And which is kind of another how, day in the office. It's just another day in the office to them right now. So yeah, that comment would make sense of like, I'm going to do this a lot in the movie where every funny line, it's like, but that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So like, yeah, for me, it's like, yeah, they don't know that this is like going to have the stakes that it's going to have yeah. yet. And so, yeah, they're climbing up to like the 12th floor or something to save some people who are trapped. Uh, walking Phoenix is there. He's with Robert Patrick. Um, was with a couple other dudes that were in mm. ladder 49 and Robert Patrick look in. So good in this movie. Really good. He's he's the best looking firefighter. He's, like an, he looks like a real. He looks yeah. Like a fire, he's like he, Steve Buscemi in King of he Staten He looks Island. like a guy you would find he, in Baltimore. He's the best looking firefighter. Or the most Just realistic. The most looking, realistic okay, looking firefighter. Morris Chestnuts in this movie. Sorry. <laughs> 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 okay, continue. <laughs> and so they're going up to this floor, and uh, there's a rescue scene. So. Uh, they're getting a guy. They have a a ladder that or this um bucket that's coming up to collect yeah. one of the victims, and they uh traverse this guy down like the edge about like ten feet. They get him in the bucket, and it's just walking Phoenix by himself. And then as soon as he gets in the bucket, the there's an explosion. The floor, the floor, floor collapses. Collapse. He falls down like a like a whole flight or two. He flights. falls down like three stories. Yeah, he falls down like three stories and lands. Yeah, and presumably breaks his legs, though he is moving them later. But so he's, I'm not he's already sure had the on. big hero he moment had... because he's like, I think they said there was another guy, so I'm gonna go back. Yeah, and yeah, because they save yeah. a few people in the factory. But he's like, yeah. I think there's another guy. There's another guy. So he runs into and they, he he finds him, and then that's when he. he so gets you start him in the this bucket. movie. This guy's a hero. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's all, he's yeah. well established already. Yeah. Like. He's, he's a hero already. So, yeah, he falls down three flights, lands hard on rubble, fire around him, and then it, like, kind of fades out. Yeah. And then we see Walking Phoenix entering the fire station for the first time in the beginning. And then I got some questions about the score of this movie. <laughs> I, Mark, is that the same thing you were going right to say? At the same time. <laughs> uh, so, we cut to that. It, it jumps to, like, some is Lord of the Rings-style fantasy. It's like, yeah. That's the terminal. I'm looking at the terminal sticker. Like it straight up starts playing like the score that plays in some discount fantasy theme park. Lord of the Dance, like yeah, it's very indicative. I don't know what it is. Two thousand scores. I feel like like I don't know. It feels like who does the score? Like this sounds like the in-universe music you find in a town in Skyrim. Yeah, like no, you 100%. like you walk into yeah. like White Run yeah. or something. There's a guy playing yeah. like, doo, doo, and he's like doo, got his doo, bag doo, over the doo, shoulder, and he's like, not a care in the world, walking <laughs> in first day on the job. I used to be an adventurer like you. <laughs> this was uh, composed by William Ross. What's yes. he done? Same person who did um, the Hunger Games, huh. uh, the Little Rascals. Is he related to Gary Ross, brother, director of Hunger Games? My, Similar Ross? Uh, did he I actually do the Hunger Games? Know. Gary Ross did. I'm pretty sure. I don't one. see him on here for the Hunger Games. 
Gary Ross did the first Hunger Games, but is he related no, to I William don't see this William is James Ross Newton on. Howard, but on his credit, he's he says he's known for composer, The Hunger Games. Maybe not. Interesting. Maybe, Maybe it's a... Isn't James Newton Howard a kind of similar okay, thing with here's, Hans Zimmer? Here's something interesting about William Music Ross. Music by James Newton Howard for Hunger Games. Here's something interesting about William Ross. Is he's like... He is John Williams' like backup guy. Huh? He like when when John Williams was doing Attack of the Clones Minority Report and um, Chamber of Secrets at the same time, and he like couldn't do all of them. Oh, and he was also doing Catch Me If You Can at the same time. John Williams was doing two Spielbergs, a Star Wars, and a Harry Potter at the same time. And like, you can only there's only so much time in the day. Uh, so William Ross like kind of did the score for Chamber of Secrets. Which John Williams like wrote like two themes, and then William Ross like wrote the score around those themes, mm-hmm. and and it says he's credited on the Last Jedi as well as an additional conductor. He was the composer for not the first one, but look who's talking now. Whoa, whoa, whoa. okay, there we go. Yeah, this score just felt very indicative of like early two thousands. Ross yeah. conducts the Academy Awards frequently. So he's like the guy who like plays the outro music yeah. to cut off your speech. Yes. Hey, I'd do it. They let me do it. I would do it. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's, it's walking Phoenix's first day. Um, his name is Jack Morrison. Yes. It's his first day at the firehouse and he walks in. One of the guys gestures him to, thank you, Jeff. They're all uh, very like rude to him at first. Yeah. They, like, they, yeah. What are you going They on? put up this front like, oh, fucking rookies here. And then they point to uh, captain Mike. I don't know his full name. I just Travolta? Mike Kennedy. Mike, Mike Kennedy. Kennedy. Good name. Good Mike name. Good firefighter name. Kennedy. Jack Morrison. Mike Kennedy. Jack Morrison. Mike Kennedy. Yeah. Good names. So he goes to uh, Travolta's office, and Travolta is asleep. Yeah. He walks in. He wakes him up. He's like, "Oh, you're the you're new the guy." Rookie, yeah. And yeah. he pulls like a bottle oh, of. Uh, well, this he's guy's like, not very this professional. Is the most, well, he. Huh. Th- I, I like his scene. He's like, "This is the most disciplined, like engine house where we we." Uh, he's holding a big cigar. Big cigar as he's sleeping. And he's like, so he's "We don't drop it. we don't mess around here, and we we show up to like majority of fires in the Baltimore region." Meanwhile, he's pouring a shot of, yeah. of whiskey. Knock, and knock, knock, smoking. knock on the door. And he, he stands up to hand his shot off. The reverence here. And he's oh, yeah. wearing the reverence here. Yeah. He stands up, gestures him to the door. We see Travolta wearing boxer briefs. Yeah, heart <laughs> like with a bunch of hearts on them. Yeah, and they're and, tight. Yeah, they are tight. They're so, too small for him. Here's I think. the thing that that slightly bums me out. Is I really liked this Travolta performance in this movie. Oh, you thought? Yeah. And I was like, oh, are we about to see Travolta just like going full slob in this? Who's that from? <laughs> Should I put him on? <laughs> put him on blast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> what's happening? What's happening here? You'll meet him soon. Oh, There's a comeback later. Who is that? He's <laughs> <laughs> best. I did that. Maybe a future guest. I don't know. He's a future guest. Oh, cool. sorry. Yeah, we, said, we said a future guest call and just space timed in. <laughs> It'll pay off later. Maybe I don't know. Okay. Um, maybe I'll call back. Um, so yeah, he says okay. the reverence here, and so <laughs> it'll pay off like ten episodes down the line. They show him uh, where Wait, his well, locker I, I, is. I'm gonna finish. I want to finish with what I'm right, saying. Finish what you're saying. He was I, upset. I really thought like at the well, fake out. Is Travolta just gonna be like doing a character bit in this movie? Like it's. I don't think it's been a good while since we've seen Travolta like in a character actor role. Yeah. Where he's like just like I don't fucking know I'm mean, just a firefighter and he's like walking around in his briefs and like drunk and smoking cigars all the time and I was like I want to see this guy honestly it's- I don't disagree either 
mm-hmm. and only because I think it could have played well to the story where it's like you see Jack Morrison who's like got this like he's got you know sparkles in his eyes about like I'm gonna be a firefighter I'm gonna be a hero yeah. and Captain Mike Kennedy uh, Captain Mike Kennedy John Travolta is like this sort of broken man who is like listen being a firefighter ain't glorious like we're fucking you know lowest on the totem pole of men in uniform or whatever like no one gives a shit about us it's cops paramedics and then firefighters well don't worry because he's gonna have a wife who's gonna do that for him real soon (laughs) (laughs) but i get what you're saying and then like later in the movie i don't know like maybe he sees jack morrison's like commitment to like being the best firefighter he can Mm -hmm. and that reinvigorates his life into the business i don't know it's like Mm -hmm. a total disservice to travolta though that you they give him this like bit to do and then as soon as he goes i was just kidding he's like not really in the movie yeah (laughs) until he does it again yeah So they show him his locker and then they point him over to say, so a priest comes by about once a month. So we all do confession, you know, yeah. it's something where they see, they say that you see God in, when, in front of the fire. You see God the when fire. you're in the fire, you see God. And so we bring a pr- priest in just to sort of, you know, clear up your conscience before you, yeah. know, you go to work. So and like it sounds like a ritual or kind of thing that they do for all new guys or whatever. So walking Phoenix looks down and we hear the voice of the priest yeah. Did you know right away? No, I I was I was convinced. I, I didn't know who it was either. I thought it was like, oh, this is just a priest that they brought yeah. in, and so he's like, father, my last confession was seven years ago. He's like, yeah. seven years. That, that's a long that's time. A long time. He's like, uh, all right. Uh, you start telling me about your sins. Like, have you theft, steal? He's like, no, father. He's like, well, what about sex? He's like, are you a virgin? He's like. <laughs> No father. It's like you think fornication with women is funny. <laughs> He's like, uh, no father. And then he starts hearing giggles. He's like, wait a minute. And then the curtains draw open, and it's all the fire crew there. Like, welcome to the firehouse, you motherfucking like, wait a minute. Wait, such a good sport. Yeah. He's like, whatever. He's like, oh, you guys, you fucking cocksucker. Welcome to the firehouse. <laughs> And then it's like 10 more minutes of that. Yes. It's like 10 more minutes of there's the back slap and then hooting and hollering. Yeah. I, I, and I also will say, like, later on, I, I wrote down this note. Like, right away, I feel like we're getting a subpar Travolta performance. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because of after the character bit, when he, then we see, yeah. oh, this is the real Mike Kennedy. It just, he's, just, he's just playing stoicism it, and respect. Yeah. yeah. Not a character. Exactly. And it's like kind of like, Meh, okay. Mm. And so then I just sort of checked Travolta out of the rest of the movie. Mm. And this, you know, I didn't really care about him, which is why, the, again, I liked this movie because it was a little refreshing. It's also yeah. around this point where I started noticing a problem I have with this movie. Sure. And that's the way that it looks. Yeah. This looks like a TV show. Oh, 100%. Like, this movie yeah. has the exact same aesthetic as a particular TV show called Chicago Fire. <laughs> But this came before. This, oh, this came before Chicago Fire. I'm aware, yeah. but like, no, the, the, it just has. It's very crisp. It looks very digital. I'm sure. I think it was shot on film, but it looks very digital. It looks flat. It's like really, it just. It just looks like a TV show. It's really flat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it's. I mean, I, I, it's hard to describe in any way besides just it looks like TV. The yeah. DP of which, not, which used to be an insult, but now really like, compositions. Yeah. So. <laughs> It, it, it wouldn't surprise it's, it's you. It's basic coverage. That really, get, the yeah. DP of this movie's name's James L. Carter. I'm going through a cinematographer credit. Chicago Fire. <laughs> well, like all of his movies I'm seeing are TV movie, TV movie, TV movie, mm. TV movie. So it's like that. It kind of makes sense 
that yeah it looks like it it was shot like a tv show but i think this i've seen i've seen maybe all of jay russell's movies except and, for no I've and this was shot on uh yeah 35 millimeter uh so it was shot and on, like on film. as someone who works on uh network television i work for a network television show yeah. very similar um to chicago fire in fact you could say a brother to that show <laughs> yeah. but the like just from how we operate as you mm-hmm. know a production i feel it was it's very similar in this movie yeah now is is this more so in the context of the lighting the the particular composition cuz like yeah. i will say i wrote down later that it gets their first fire scene yeah i really liked how that was shot because it's there's a lot of POV shaky cam POV shots, mm. quick cuts, and like the combination of the sound. I think the post production wise, this movie was put together very well because there's a they combine a lot of these elements to really put you in the headspace of what how these firefighters mm. are like going into these fires. I do agree that okay. the look of the film is very flat. So here's the thing: composition wise, it's not all that interesting, but there are some like. Particularly like the editing and the sound but design. The framing's not emotional. The no, color. Yeah. Can we talk about? Um, you know, I agree. So the, I the agree DP with of, all that. The DP of this movie. Sure. Let me give you a lineup of TV shows. It's not. It's not fucking drag the guy in the dirt. But yeah, no, I'm not, show, I mean, show, yeah, show he me. did no, mostly TV, no, so it he, makes he, sense. Like after he CSI, Hawaii Five-0, yeah, yeah. Castle, MacGyver, right. like yeah, it had this I, movie hear, has the aesthetic of like a cop show. I I totally agree. I totally agree. But like, I think to the it works well enough. The movie feels. I like you're watching a procedural and that kind of. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Like... Okay, wait. We got to back up for a second. Oh. The DP of this movie. Do you know what his first credit ever was? What? He was a production assistant. Apocalypse now. On a certain 1976 film called Carrie. <gasps> oh, that's cool. Whoa. Cool. Nice little tidbit. Shout out, uh, James L. Carter. Yeah. Um, but I agree. And that's actually interesting you say the word procedural. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, I mean, if you think about it, this is just a really long episode. It is of like a firefighter show. If you were trying to show like a day in the life, really, it's like seven years in the life, a lifespan of like a firefighter's career, aka like a day in the life of what a firefighter goes yeah. through. Through Miss the first eyes day of was last person. day. Yeah, yeah. It's like like I kind of, I don't think it was intentional, but like if you, if you want to like paint something onto it yeah then maybe you could i'll give him this there's one weird shot during the first call where they like it's not like i don't know what you would have used in 2004 for the shot where it's like the modern equivalent of like a gopro on the chest where he slides down the pole yeah and like approaches the truck like a button cam kind of thing did you probably choose a button cam yeah something like that yeah but the, the thing that about this movie that i like is that this is this feels like the type of programmer that doesn't get made anymore. Yeah. Like a 40 million, like was this 40 million question mark? A 60 million. Wow. Like a $60 million, Damn. 60 million firefighter movie, a $60 million cop movie. Like those things don't get made anymore. I mean, I, I think like you see the budget in it though. Like, right? Yeah. Like you're hyper, like you're hyper competent. Like, but cop movies are always crime movies, and this yeah. is a drama. Yes, about someone's job. But like those types of these are the types of programmers that don't get made anymore. Sure. Is like yeah. your mid range, mid budget, um, kind of action movie where like you know you get a big star or two. Oh no, there's I mean not he's not old, yeah. but like you know yeah like there's it, it, like a very nineties mm-hmm. um, programmer style concept. Yeah. yeah, 
Um, except like a thing like these types of stories now just get made into TV. And I think the world is all the lesser for it. Yeah. Because like I am happy to watch a what 114 minute um, firefighter movie. I'm not going to watch 10 seasons of 22 episode shows about firefighters. One season is a, a year, yeah. a month. Yeah, you just like okay. like I like this is this is the condensed version of those stories that I wish was told more. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't. We don't need fifty of these movies. Yeah, like I don't need. Well, I mean, we've had forty-eight already. So fuck you. Uh, we only need one more to get to fifty. But we've had like. 200 million cop movies you yes. know and we have like 80 million cop shows i'm now and, looking up firefighter movies to see how many there are. i can backdraft but like World ladder Trade 49 Center. is a good is ladder a great movie where it's like i can watch this Fireproof. maybe once the list of firefighting films. once a year maybe i could probably watch this movie once a year and like just be content with that yeah like this is fine this is a fine like you know if you're ever, it's it's Stuart saying I watch this movie once a year for me. <laughs> I don't. Like, I, 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 I haven't seen this movie since I was, since like I was a kid, eleven or twelve. But like watching this, like I watched this uh, two you nights ago. You fell back in love with it. Yeah, I fell yeah. back in love with it, and and I think you know I probably watch it next year. Maybe not even watch it the year after that, but the year after that, like you know, if I, I'd have to be reminded of it. Yeah, I think that's the key thing. It's like there are movies that we're not like I make it a mission to watch like face off at least once a year. I make it a mission to watch that at least once a year. I'm not going to make it a mission to watch this once a year, but maybe two years or three years down the line, someone will say the words like ladder 49 and be like, Oh yeah. (laughs) Just a very casual. See that fucking ladder over there? Wait, no, two, three, there's 49. (laughs) Like, Oh yeah. Ladder 49. That was a good 2004 film. going to have this moment of inspiration two years down the line. It's going to be downtown. He's going to see a fire engine whip by. He's going to see a big 49 on the side. He's just going to stand up, salute, <laughs> Fuck you. cut to him in his apartment watching the ladder. It must 49. be exhausting you know living what? in a city I like might. this. <laughs> like, I fucking might. I might, like, you know, no, reach a moment where, you. like, you know, three years down he the line. He just starts hearing. We were making such a big deal about the jingle, and we can't even fucking remember the jingle. <laughs> Did this movie have, like, a reputation? You said you had some firefighters in your family. Did they? No. No, it, not it, really. It doesn't have any reputation. It just, like, it hits me harder because yeah. of that. Okay, yeah. So yeah. that, that's all there is. Mm-hmm. And I know one firefighter and he's just like, I'm a firefighter. So you should fucking respect me. And I'm like, calm down. Yeah. That's a bit too Not a lot of people are like him, but he's just like, you don't know what I fucking do for but my, I mean, it, it my is also city. I'm like, like So like I do come from like just a little bit of Stuart Elmore pretext context. No. Like I come from like a, a very rural red state conservative town and I'm very glad I'm living in here in Chicago. But the one thing I will say is just like that very like American pride over like men in uniform and like yeah. the armed services and all that stuff. I mean, you can like, obviously no system is perfect and there are some systems that are well far away from perfect. <laughs> Please. What are you going to say? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> SWAT overrated. But I, but I do think it's like there there is that like tad little bit of spirit where it's just like, you know, like there are guys who wake up I mean, and that, that, that put, is put the their thing lives is No one ever has beef with the firefighters. 
and maybe there are like like maybe there, army rangers maybe there's a toxicity <laughs> within like certain fire departments that deserves to be exposed and deserves to be criticized like nothing's above criticism and nothing's above like that but it is just like you know for the purest form of what these people do it's the one it earns, service it job where it's very hard to like have a beef with it yeah like there are there are compelling arguments against police military like there's Pro- there's problems with those systems, but at the end of the day, like firefighters, like it's true, they're, they're putting fires. So. I know, and I'm sure there's some sort of there's you know bias yeah. towards certain communities. And, I've met EMTs, like yeah. I used to work in a store that you'd have people come in all the time because they were like passed out. Yeah, and EMTs would like not like show them any respect. Mm-hmm. And and I will say or... this movie actually does like point out some of like the I don't know my brother talk like mm. a, a a an example of a toxic flaw within this institution yeah and there's a scene when they're like it's actually the scene with burke dies and they're on top of a roof and they're like checking their footing to make sure they're not going to fall through one of the firefighters is like we should just let these fucking empty lots burn like it's just kind of like no one lives in this place anymore and it's just like the negligence over poor communities yeah and that's absolutely something you can criticize the fire department about if they're like if there's Mm. a mentality of like let the fucking this ghetto ass neighborhood yeah yeah exactly So it's not above that, but mm. you're like I agree with what you said. Like it is difficult to find those examples yeah. within this institution. Yes, but they do exist, and I think this movie calls that out. Mm. This All movie's the, about the good ones. It is, yeah. but it, and it, it but it doesn't. This movie's the goofy about, ones. This movie is that is that vine of the guy being like, "What could be better than this? Guys <laughs> being dudes." <laughs> That's this movie. So after the confession scene, um, he goes out on his first call. Yes, uh, they, he goes to his first fire. Well, at one point he's called out because he's cleaning the bathroom and he puts the and he puts the toilet paper the roll scene in, the movie. in there, but doesn't put it on the holder. And this is Robert Patrick. Being and Robert dick. Patrick like shuts that shit down. He's like, "No, you put it on." You put it on. Put and it on I bet school. Robert Patrick was like, "You put it on upside. I won't be pulling out. I won't be pulling down." You, yeah, down. You always down. pull yeah, down. You pull like you pull down. You don't want to be like pulling <laughs> under, finding underneath it. No, yeah. fucking crazy people. No, yeah, Jesus lunatics Christ. put the toilet paper roll in backwards. They're the yeah. same people who eat fucking White Castle. <laughs> yes, the same. You <laughs> know they make those hamburgers out of poop, right? <laughs> yeah. You know that? I told well, that, you that's that. That's what we call a little callback. Sorry, folks. that was so many weeks ago. <laughs> I thought that was a fact that I came up with. <laughs> Cow manure is what they put that in was White effect. Castle burgers. <laughs> so he goes out on his first call. Uh, Jack Morrison. Yeah. Um, and it's this like, it's just... and the job that he gets is he's on the engine. Yeah. Which means he is holding the hose. Yes. He's the hose man. Pipe man. Pipe man. And we see, and we get a nice bit of process of just like them. Yeah. Hooking up, like going and not unscrewing the fire well, hydrant. And even before that, hooking the like, hose up. Even no. before that, when they're in their bunks and the alarm goes off and there's this quick 30 second little quick cut sequence of them all getting out, getting their boots on. And then, when the trucks leave, it lingers on the empty firehouse yeah, and just pointing attention. Yeah, shoes on the ground. And again, just a little attention pointer of like, see how quickly and efficient these guys are. And just like, alarm goes off, they're out the yeah. fucking door. Yeah. And then I think this is actually a good scene for Travolta where he's yeah. just like, calm down. You're moving too quickly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. This slow, was a slow. good scene. Slow, slow, slow. Okay. Mm-hmm. We'll go again. Up the doors. Okay. Oh, I'll, aim it high. I'll get the door aim for you. High. Yeah. He's yep, just yep. kind of like telling him to just mm-hmm. like, yeah. He's because he's so like he's so like antsy yeah. and just kind of like excited to yeah, be in here. And, and Joaquin Phoenix does a good job. Like this is this was probably like the best like 
Phoenix Travolta like acting together scene. It's certainly the best movie that they're both in. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely the this is the best. It's the best Joaquin movie. Travolta to win. No, it's just like you know, like Joaquin Phoenix is doing very well at at Jesus Christ, fucking dogs. Um, at, no fire dog in this movie. Though. What's up with that? No fire dog. That's is that right. a myth? I think, think it's a I myth. I think it is a myth. Okay. Um, but yeah, like, you know, Phoenix is doing a really good job portraying this rookie who's just like so like amped up on adrenaline and like ready to go in and Travolta being that like reserve, like, hold on, hold on. He's like on. petting home while he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like, let's, let's pull it back. And, yeah. you know, this is structure and how we do it. Then they get some fucking drinks because he nails it. Yeah. Yeah. He <laughs> comes out. He puts the fire out. He comes well, out. Well, we like got to talk about, we got to talk about something that happens in that house. Mm. He's walking up the steps with the hose and he says here. Oh, so he's doing like all these, <laughs> oh, yeah. and all these fucking rats start coming down. Yeah, and Troll's like, "It's just rats, son. You got to keep going." <laughs> and Joaquin just starts walking up, and you hear a crunch. <laughs> yeah, he crunches he's the like rats. He's like walking on the. Ew, How can I so gross. the rats? Love it. It's so gross. They got to do it though. They, they got to do it, but so gross. Got to get up the stairs. But they get there and they put the fire out, and then they're all outside. And like this house is like smoldering behind them, but they put out the fire. And they're like, "Yeah!" And this family's there watching all their possessions <laughs> having been burnt to a crisp. And the pyro's like, "Yeah, we did it!" <laughs> I almost feel like we can't talk about all the other flashbacks to him in the burning building because none of that moves any of it forward. It's just okay. His guys rescuing him are a little bit closer now. Well, and, <laughs> okay, time, now they're a little is, bit closer. That is absolutely like I can understand why this probably isn't like fresh and rotten tomatoes, and why like critics would probably wouldn't like this movie. Because you're right. Like in terms of the central arc of the story, it moves like two feet. Cutting back, it's, it's like okay, all right, and now we're like I literally they're write on down level now. Uh, like I write down and uh, after um, the first fire, I say back to modern day. Phoenix is on the ground injured. And then Travolta arrives, assumes command, flashback. Yeah. That's all that happens. It's not like it's not like, okay, here's here's something he, that the uh, Travolta, you know, Kennedy taught him. And then we cut yeah. forward to the future and here's how he uses that exactly. to, to save exactly. himself. But it's yeah, not enough yeah, at the yeah, end. Yeah. You know, it's not yeah. a bad version of it. It's just totally kind of like totally agree. Yeah. 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 And that's it's certainly a flaw in the movie and I'm I'm willing to overlook it. Yeah. But mm-hmm. that's just me. Uh, but yeah, he puts out his That's first fire. And again, with this first fire, like I, this is the part where I'm like, I'm watching how like the shots are constructed and the editing and the sound design, all those elements came together really well for me. And I thought it really uh, portrayed very well, just sort of the experience, the experience yeah. putting you in the shoes of walking Phoenix as his first like fire. Cause they talk about in the featurette that, you know, when you're in like a burning building, the first thing that goes is you can't see anything because of yeah. the smoke. And they do a really good job of like, you know, disorienting, disorienting, disorienting you. And like the camera being super close to the ground. Uh, Cause they're like all crouching down yeah. and like the smoke, cause the smoke's all going up and they're trying to grab for air and everything's like covering their face and there's fires everywhere. And it's, and John Travolta said in the feature too, it's like, you're really using the fire uh-huh. inside the house as your guiding points. I remember from like else. one of the making of on the DVD, it was like, yeah, we took a camera crew into a burning building to try and get references and you can't see anything. Yeah, yeah, it's black. So <laughs> it's black like, obviously, we couldn't shoot like realistic scenes. They had to look like you know we had to visually you know like yeah. fucking like yeah. But so which that's something like all, all the gear that they have is like actual gear except for the oxygen tanks. The oxygen tanks are fake like rubber tanks mm-hmm. that weigh like two pounds because actual oxygen tanks are like fifty pounds. I know. So mm. yeah, they didn't um, rebeasy that. They didn't go method. Yeah. 
So. Um, but yeah, I, I just I, I really liked I, I liked you how can't that, go method. Yeah. <laughs> I liked you need how to th- put on the oxygen tank. <laughs> so, the titanium. I just wrote down like I, I liked how that scene was put together, and I like that it's not explicit that Walking Phoenix is like new and the rookie. I mean, like we we know he is. But it's not like it's not. There's not like dialogue of like, "Whoa, rookie! Like, hold yourself back. You're going too far." It's purely in just the attitudes mm-hmm. and their little like nuances in their performance. Like, just like Phoenix would be like, "I gotta go in. I gotta go in." And she was like, "Whoa!" Like, it's not. Yeah. It's not that explicit. It's just like little mannerisms that show like this guy is like new. He's amped up on uh, adrenaline. He's ready to go in, but he's being pushed, pulled back, and it's very subtly done, but it paints the picture very well. So. That's just, I really liked this first fire scene. It was really cool. So after that scene, they go grocery shopping. It's the modern day. Yeah. Well, we, we're back to the modern day. Oh, yeah. Fire. Where they're like, we got to get to him. I think he might be on floor 10. That's yeah, saying, yeah. He's on the ground injured and they're trying to radio to him and then cut to outside of the fire. Travolta arrives. Yeah. And the audience doesn't know this yet, but he had taken up a post at headquarters. They can see it now. Yeah. I mean, you can how would you know now. about that, though? Because he's he's, he's he wearing gray, a different he has gray hair. He has gray hair. He has a different kind of like helmet. Vision, on. Helmet. Yeah. He's got like a different yeah, thing written on his back, and you can tell he's like, "I'm taking over control yeah, I'm taking of control. this." Yeah. He's taking, from the he's guy that start, Joaquin showed up with. Now that he's all gray in the hair, do you think it's time to sidebar? This is where I was going. Um. Sure. Let's go to the hair ranking. Cue the music. the hair ranking is that music new i new era i think no we're still in the same era. oh god yeah it's it's still same era so it's same music so um do you like a little salt and pepper in there well here's the issue here's the issue the issue we get a little bit of urban cowboy problems in this movie what he's wearing a fireman like a firefighter helmet a lot of the times in this movie not that often quite often and so, like, when he's fighting fires, let sure. me pull up like a photo protection. of John Travolta in this movie because honestly, my like, question is: Is I, this the first time you've done a gray Travolta? No, we we specifically so ranked him this at the is end of a swordfish. The race, first right? photo, is he gray? Yeah. The first uh-huh. photo you pull up, a lot of Fortnite's a poster, and then the next photo, Travolta wearing a helmet. That poster is more cinematic. Than next poster, <laughs> <movie>. <laughs> next, oh, sorry. next uh, Travolta wearing a helmet, and then it's an ad that I then you click liked. on the ad. And then it's Walking Phoenix in a helmet. Then it's Travolta with a helmet. Then it's Walking Phoenix. Okay, does what this have is, Travolta? Wait, wait, wait. It does, but you nope. Travolta's not in this one. I feel like it looks like Travolta fucking, in a helmet. It looks like the fucking basic hair. It's like squared. So off. like I, it's I don't. The same I as don't the basic rem- hair, just with a little gray halfway through. No, I feel like he doesn't get gray until halfway through the movie. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah, and then it is. It's middle gray at the kid's birthday party, and then full gray. But then he has the fucking. Um, I there, see there. There it is. Okay, I'm watching that now. Put it. Mm, that's longer than a basic. Put it above basic, below phenomenon. Above basic, below phenomenon. Because of the gray. Did you yeah, guys we, like phenomenon? Phenomenon's a good movie. Oh, it's pretty. It was alright. Nuts. It's one of those weird movies that is like so much more interesting to hear someone describe to you, and yes. you're watching. You're like, you this is really to the gentle. podcast, huh? I haven't listened no. to the episode. On phenomenon. It's a good episode. Okay. Adam talks yeah. about trees. Yeah, we. Uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, like, why? Of course. <laughs> there's, there's a whole. There's like a five-minute about... sidebar where he's just describing wind blowing through trees. It's great. That's so sweet. 
You should absolutely listen to that and one. And Jeff tries to convince me how much of the Jesus story it is. Yeah, it's it's literally the New Testament. Yeah. John Travolta dies for our sins and phenomenon. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> Travolta assumes command, and then he... Um, this was one of the IMDb goofs that they got wrong, that it wasn't a goof. Yeah. So the goof was that John Travolta uses two different radios as a firefighter in this like modern day fire scene. But what he's actually doing is he has a sidearm radio where he's using the contact, the rescue team inside and he's using his like uh hook on uh radio to talk to Joaquin Phoenix on a different channel because he says when he shows up in the second modern day scene, like he assumes command. He's like, all right, uh, Jack Morrison ladder 49 come in. And then he like, so like Joaquin Phoenix slowly wakes up and he's like, this is a uh, Jack for more, Jack Morrison, Ladder 49. It's like, and he says, Jack, switch to a different channel. So he switches to a different, to a different channel so he can talk to him through they this don't walkie. They channels, though. What? He can't reach it. So they decide to do it on that same channel. I thought he said, like, switch to a different channel, though. He, like, can't reach his thing. He can't reach his thing, and he's like, I guess you didn't fucking teach me how to, like, fucking do the thing right. <laughs> and they just start like, talking shit. Well, I, either way, he's talking to uh, Jack Morrison and the rescu- uh, search and rescue team on two different channels. Mm-hmm. So it... So the IMDb goof, whoever wrote that down, was fucking wrong. John Travolta needed to have two walkies. I have two walkies. Yeah, I'm saying. Can you right amend there. it on IMDb? Uh, Stuart's gonna write a complaint. Yeah, to, no, to the that, no, I won't fucking stand for that. Let me let me just look up this goof because it fucking. While pissed. Stuart looks this up, can I can I say something about this movie? Hit me. It's going back. So apparently, there's a deleted scene to this film. Is where, it in the fucking? Is it in the where, building or is it where the, Joaquin comes okay. back home after like dropping his kids off at school okay. and sees his wife watching 9/11 on TV? <gasps> so this almost was a 9/11 movie. Okay. okay, I found the goof, but actually, if you read it out fully, it's under the category incorrectly regarded as goofs. Yeah. So I was already right. It says, when Chief Kennedy is talking to trap Jack Morrison on radio from outside the building when showing Jack trapped in the burning building, the type of radio Chief Kennedy is using changes multiple times. Sometime Kennedy is talking on a portable radio with no mic attached to it. That's the one where he's actually talking to the rescue team. And sometimes he is talking on a portable radio with a speaker mic attached to it. That's the one where he's like using on his shoulder and is talking to the mic in his hand. However, it is common for the Baltimore uh, City Fire Department to run on a TAC channel and the communications channel, therefore causing a chief to have two radios. Everybody fucking knows that. This movie did its fucking research. You showed them. You showed them. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. (laughs) I don't want to hear it. So They put in the fucking arc. They did it. (laughs) They did it. Okay. So Travolta assumes command, makes contact with Jack and the rescue team and they're trying to get to him. It's probably the only memorable one of those flash forwards because Travolta shows up. I could not differentiate the, the other ones. I mean, and I, the rest of them are him slowly removing bricks from a wall as yeah, a bunch I, of dudes cut through metal. Yeah. I think they all do have some bit of progress. Like I think the third they one cut is through one they get a little bit closer. Well the third one he is Abraham. the third one is is that they tell They uh, could have cut out two. They tell them. Jack that he has to move to a different room. Mm-hmm. And because there's four, it's Why the first scene, to, the second scene, the third scene, and then I have four pages of notes on this movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Farm failure, yeah, yeah, modern day. Okay, yeah. So there's five. The second, the third one, because the first one's the beginning of the movie. Second one's Travolta shows up. Third one, yeah, the third one's kind of. What do you think like, about the? fucking scene in the supermarket though okay yeah let's get to let's, the supermarket so get into that, that shit so 
There, it's a it's a Billy Burke and uh, Joaquin Bella's, Swan, Bella's Chief dad. Swan himself. Chief Swan from Twilight. <laughs> I, I, I fucking salute Chief Swan. <laughs> I love a man in uniform. <laughs> oh my god! Chief Swan, the real hero, drinking his coffee. Drinking his. Doesn't he eat something weird in those movies? In in Twilight. He's always eating. Oh, he's always eating. I thought there's something specific. Oh, I forgot. Maybe it's hot dog. Um, but it's anyway, a big steak so in the first. They're they're, they're going they're going shopping in the supermarket. They're getting food for the the but, house. But the food the food's not the only thing they're searching for. Uh uh-uh. uh They're searching for ladies. And who do they see? Uh, Linda. <laughs> I forgot her name. She's in a bunch of stuff in the two thousand. Played by Jacinda Barrett. 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 She was apparently Australian. Um, mm-hmm. Looks. She probably have been one of the Bridget Jones movies. Bridget Jones. What's the other one she's in? She's in. She's in Bloodline, the Netflix show, or the was Netflix show. Um, but yeah, they see her and they see what is her friend's name? She looks like um, I don't know. I think it's like it's like Marguerite or something. She doesn't like really that. come back. Margarita. Though, yeah. Margarita. But so they get a double date. And they go out to dinner with well, the Well, first they, they ask them, hey, do you know where the ketchup is? <laughs> Billy Burke walks up to her and goes, what's this fucking snack in your oh, yeah, he's shopping like, uh, cart? He only says, fat girls fat girl eat that. eating alone only snacks. Fat, <laughs> only girls eat that. And they're like, look at this hunky-ass firefighter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then, no, they're kind of at first like. And he's trying to set work? up um, Linda with uh, Jack. And so he's yeah. like, hey, can you show me where the ketchup is? And she's like, yeah, for sure. Margarita is or whatever her name is. <laughs> Margarita. And so she walks up with Billy Burke. <laughs> Um, and then Jack's like, uh, you won't go on a date with me? And she's like, I don't know. But then they end up going on a date. <laughs> no, he comes, no, they like talk about like, he's a captain, I'm a sergeant. Bullshit. Yeah. He like lies about his title. Yeah. And she's like, oh, cool, cool. And Billy Burke comes back and is like, crab shack. Crab shack eight o'clock. Thank, thank me the later. The thing is, Billy Burke comes back and he's carrying Hunt's ketchup. I'm very mad about this. Why? What the fuck is he doing with Hunt's? You get Heinz. Oh, maybe it was. A, is Hunt's real? I'm sorry. I'm a Philadelphia. I'm real? a Pennsylvanian, and you got to respect Heinz ketchup. Is, he, is Heinz from? Yeah. Ladder 57. Sorry. <laughs> I think Heinz is just okay. <laughs> what? What? What's your go to then? What? I don't know. Is Hunt's have kind of like the green label on it? Heinz is not really anything special. I like Heinz from a from a glass bottle. If you're asking me myself. Yeah, that's really a little sour, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Heinz. What is the other it's, good ketchup? It's fine. Heinz is the good ketchup. Heinz is McDonald's as well, right? That they have Heinz and McDonald's. Heinz? Yeah, Heinz is yeah, McDonald's. Heinz is okay. like those little packets. <sighs> That's Stuart, just fine. Stuart, I need you to get the fuck out of here. What about its mustard? Oh, I'm sorry. Is a bit that I'm doing causing you some distress, Jeff? Not distress. Well, this He's isn't a, a bit. Heinz this is just fan. you telling mistruths. Mistruths. Uh, oh, <laughs> like you speaking in voices of other characters coming to your apartment? I don't control when these people come by. <laughs> I have no control over the matter. Mark, do you believe a single word he says? Bill Clinton? Shut the <laughs> fuck up! The door. What? All right, so they go on this double oh, date. No! <laughs> I will walk out. You gotta lock your door, Jeff. I will fucking Jeff. leave. Jesus. I will fucking leave. You, you, have, you have a lot of like collectibles in here, and you're just walking out the street. Uh, I'm, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. Oh, bye, 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 bye Bill. Okay. Did he do no, that? That's huh? really quick. Like his presidency. <laughs> oh. Anyway, okay. Uh, Colton probably defunded the fire departments, but whatever. <laughs> he's, he's, that was a, he like he ran in, set, jumped on the mic, and ran back out. That was crazy. yeah. No, I know. Um, 
All right, so um, they go on a date, and they're hitting it off. Yeah. There's some good chemistry there. There's no chemistry. No, there well, is. There's no chemistry. Well, no, there well, is. Well, first, first, they're they're like just chatting, and then Billy Burke looks at Margarita. And like going like, out for a smoke. And it's like, you want to go out for a smoke? And like wings seven times at the camera. <laughs> And then she's I like, oh, the, yeah, I'll go out for a smoke. This camera. woman is not a real person. And no. the two of them go out. And then yeah. a waiter brings two drinks over for them and says, it's from your friend over there. And they're like, oh, they set us up. No, every scene with her is like, she can drink so much beer. Yeah. Or she is so angry that he's still a firefighter. <laughs> yes, or she does do like, she. I think in the first date, she goes like, what's that on your neck? And she's like, I make my own jewelry. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's I want never to do brought it. up again. It's not what I want to do with my life, but yeah, she it's did, what I'm doing right in now. In terms of her agency as a character, there is not none. A lot. There's, mm-hmm. There is none. But and, like no. the next scene is her at a bar with him, and she whoa, and she meets whoa, the fire whoa. crew. Whoa! Not that we skipped over it's the goose locker prank. <laughs> oh God forbid! <laughs> God forbid! Does it do anything in the, for the movies? I forgot. No, no he opens up his locker and a goose, goose jumps out. And then Linda calls Jack. Yeah. I think they ate that goose and they had to return And they're it. like, the girl wants to be the mother of your child, does uh, Colin. He no, it's like, she says, like, you, you, like, uh, like, you're the father of her son or something like yeah. that. And then he goes to, the, and they're all making fun of him. So then they're on a phone call and they're joshing him. Then they, then they, then she goes to the bar with the boys. Yeah. The, and then the next scene is their marriage. <laughs> What's the name well, of the drink, well, though? Is it like the tire? No, the next scene is the modern it's day. It's the Irish car bomb. The Irish car bomb, which just yeah. looks like beer in a shot of. It's a. I think it's a shot of Bailey's. I think it's Bailey's in a beer. Let me mm. look. I don't. That doesn't Irish. sound very good. Would it, uh, would it be? In and a she's like, like, I'm a, gonna be so sick tomorrow. It's like a Siberian yeah. It's an Irish. It's a Bailey's in a Guinness. Oh, I've never had a Guinness. What? Hey, never. All right, Jeff, we're Jeff, fixing this right now. You know what? You know what? I haven't had yet. What? A Siberian mist. Oh what yeah. Is that. <laughs> It's a drink that was uh, said on the nineteen ninety five film. She's so lovely. Yeah, with Sean Penn, Robin Wright, John Travolta. Oh. Uh, Sean Penn orders from a bar what's called a Siberian Mist. And it's basically you... a bunch of hard liquors mixed mixed together. together. It's like everything in one. Did the, does the movie make a big deal about it? Yeah, he he loves his Siberian Mist. Yeah. So after they go to the bar, they wake up in bed together. They're like in a relationship before and they get married. It's a modern day scene. Yeah, they yeah. date before they get married. Oh yeah, we go back to the modern day and then they get married right afterwards. Well, hold on. We skip over their whole course. They go to the modern day. Walking Phoenix is on the rubble. He's still hurt, and the firefighters are looking for him. They open a door, and there's a bunch of debris in the way, and they have to get up a song. Got respect, for, got respect for these guys. <laughs> and then we got to pay homage the to their sacrifice. Not a couple of where they go to the wedding, and yes. then it's the wedding. It's the wedding. You gotta be treat the movie with respect. And Travolta's <laughs> really happy. Right there. He's I, I feel like he's not in this part of the movie. He's, he he's at back. the wedding. He's at the back. wedding. There's a bunch of random guys at the wedding. Uh, all the fire crew does like a rap number. Oh, no. They do fire. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Boom, boom. Really original. Fire. Really, really original, guys. And I think <laughs> the next scene is they go out on a call. 
right? Um, it's it's to the to the it's vacant the, lot, right? I'm no, it, they get married, and then there's a new guy who shows up. Oh yeah, and Jay Hernandez. Boss. And now it's like now Joaquin settled in. Yeah. yeah. Now Jack Morrison's the one, one of the boys. The priest prank. And there's the priest prank. So this is a disgusting so scene. So Jack Morrison is with all the firefighters behind the bed sheet, <laughs> and Robert Patrick's pretending to be the priest. And so they do the whole confession prank yeah. again. And it's like, bless me, Father, for I have sinned. Last confession is like, oh, so what What? Uh, what sins have you committed? Uh, tell me about sex. What's What's sex? Like, well, it's like, are you a virgin? He's like, no, Father. It's like, you think it's funny to fornicate with women? And he's like, well, actually, Father, I, I really haven't fornicated with any women. It's like, what do you mean? Um, I'm, are you I'm, married? Are you no, married? it's not legal. No, it's not legal what me. I do. He's like, well, what do you mean? And they're all looking at each other weird. It's like, Father, I'm gay. And all the guys are like looking at like what? <laughs> they like pin drop because like, this is classic like 2004 what? like a gay firefighter yeah. what the fuck? and then Jay Hernandez rips the, the curtain open he's, he's like, like oh, I got you hey it's a joke hey, would it be gay and uh, collectively we uh, we move on <laughs> even before they're like eh, fucking yeah dumb and trite and then we never see Jay Hernandez again no, no we don't see him ever he clearly didn't cut they it found that, they found out he was gay and they kicked him out yeah. he's actually gay uh, then oh, there's God. like a weird parade scene where the firefighters are marching in it. Yeah. They I march think... in a parade. Mar- it's the St. Patrick's Day parade. Yeah. And then the, and bar. Then the bar scene. That she pregnant. Linda's not drinking. And he's like, <laughs> what are you, pregnant? And that's awkward silence. And then Jack turns around. It's like, what? It's like, oh, I was going to tell you. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then the great-grandson of John Paul Getty goes, no more drinks for Linda. Double Wait, for Jack. Who is that? Is that? Baltazar Getty is the great-grandson. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. That guy who plays Billy Burke's brother. I thought you knew this. I knew we that he was in this movie. I had no idea Balthazar Getty was related to the Getty yes. family. <laughs> True. Oh my God! There it is. We got James Vanderbilt Paris, John in the Paul last Getty the third the last movie. Father, Sir Paul. G- oh my God! He was in fucking Lord of the Flies. He was like a child actor. Learn something of with you here, Mark. Every day. Oh my gosh, it's great. <laughs> so after the that she announced she's pregnant. I like that guy's performance. There though. is another fire. Dead ass. <laughs> like, <laughs> Balthasar Getty's great grandfather was John Paul Getty, played by Christopher Plummer yeah. slash Kevin Spacey, and all the money in the world. Yep, yep. And his fa- his father is the one who was kidnapped. Yep. That's insane. I had no idea. <laughs> I know. He's on ladder forty nine. His name is Balthasar. He was in Twin Peaks. <laughs> yeah. So after Alias? Linda announces she's pregnant, then there's another fire. Yes. Now there's some stakes now. Now he's so going to be a daddy. They respond to the fire. They all get on the roof. And they're like poking at the roof, making sure like there's not like any like parts that's going to fall and collapse. But Dennis, Billy Burke. Billy Burke. He steps on like a he loose spot. Steps on a loose spot. And he's like, oh, no. And he turns around and looks at the camera. He's like, oh, shucks. And then he goes straight down, <laughs> Looney Tune style into the flame. Oof. He goes burnt. Flame shoots up. No, but it's sad though. It fucking sucks, man. Yeah, good joke, lived... Jeff. A firefighter died. Billy Burke died. Who goes and probably makes yeah, a firefighter who'd been in the force for how many years sacrificed his life? Jesus. <laughs> I mean, it I is know. kind of funny how so... he just like turns around and looks right at the camera and he's it just like, "Oh he... shit!" <laughs> right down. He and... made that up. That doesn't happen. That does happen. No, it doesn't. It does. Stop making jokes, man. He really like he was a real important guy. I know. He might have called some girls fat, but <laughs> yeah. 
And then they cut to his yeah, funeral. But his chief's won, man. That sucks when he died. They cut to his funeral. Um, Margarita's not there. In is he of, with Marguerite? Well, she was like with to, him I at guess, the wedding. Yeah. Who says... Am I crazy for thinking... I didn't remember it this time. There's like a there's like a wife who says, like, thing about being with a firefighter is... At least the funeral's nice. I don't remember that. that I don't, don't remember that line. No, I'm, like, I'm not crazy, right? That's a, Do, does that's that a thing. happen? Yeah. I don't remember that. Don't Maybe remember it was a deleted all. scene, bro. <laughs> deleted scene. I had the DVD. I watched it all the time. She's like, thing about being with a firefighter is... It's basically like, at yeah. least the funeral is paid for. You know, it's mm-hmm. like that, yeah. So after the funeral, the guys are sitting by themselves at the firehouse. And Robert Patrick says something like, Dennis wasn't paying attention. Yeah. He's like, what? Goofing off. And then a fight breaks out. and Chestnut the, beats his ass. And then Travolta comes in. And I love the way how he breaks up the fight. Yeah. He walks in. He's like, hey! And he throws a chair. At the he's wall. He's like, hey! <laughs> and he's like, I just had to come back from telling a mother that her son died protecting the city in my house <laughs> and i get this in my, my house, house in my, my house in the middle of the, the street, street. <laughs> <Our> house. <laughs> <laughs> he's like you want to think about lowering the flag do it do it <laughs> and he walks away I, it was actually funny because like it starts with a wide shot of the firehouse and the flag was not lowered and i was like that's a weird and then trolls brings up that they didn't lower the flag yeah so it's like it was, it was pointed yes yeah. So the next bit Probably there's it's like this movie <laughs> has done its research. So the next bit is like the big hero moment for Joaquin, right? Mm, well, he he tells fire. no, wait, wait, wait. He tells it's it's Joaquin and or it's Jack and Linda at home, and he's like thinking. Oh, he's jumping to search and rescue, and he's he tells Billy Linda, Burke's "It's spot. like I yeah. think I want to take Dennis's job, search and rescue. I don't want to be a pipe man anymore." And she says, "Isn't that more dangerous?" And he's like, "Well, I mean, like every job kind of has its own thing, but yes, I wouldn't have a hose. I would just be jumping in, like I would be going in the building without a hose, yeah, um, trying to get people out." And so she's like, "Well, like she's a little hesitant about yeah. it, but she's like, you know, you do what you want to do." So he talks to Captain Mike about it, uh, about doing that, and he's like, "Well." kind of similar thing hesitant about it. he was like yeah. you know we'll give it a shot first fire skyscraper yeah skyscraper <laughs> flame on like first, the 12th floor his first like search and rescue gig is he has to traverse moments. like off the side of a yeah. like 10 story building uh which again part of the featurette that they or I, no this wasn't the featurette this was the gq firefighter breaks down they says like firefighters would do that because they're you know fire truck ladders only go up so high it goes yeah. up to like a certain number they only of go up about 49 feet or something like that. Keep it up, Jeff. <laughs> Keep it up. Um, that'd be funny if each ladder was like, okay, no, we, that building's too tall. You got to send the ladder. You got to send the ladder 68. <laughs> 68. Sorry, no, no. That'd be so weird if it operated like that. I'm happy it doesn't. In case the audience is wondering why Stuart is peeved right now, is because this is our, our 48th episode and it could have been our 49th episode. Uh, but we could not think of a uh, an episode to slide in before this one. Oh, look, the, the air turned off. Okay. Um, <laughs> so it's accurate that they would be doing, like, you know, the rooftop traverse. Like, that was something that the firefighter in the interview was like, yes, that's yeah. the thing we would do because our truck ladders don't go up so high. So they get on the roof, and there's a guy that's, like, hanging outside, like, the window yeah. of a burning He's like, apartment. Help! He's like, oh, help, help. And um, so they they do. This is again sort of similar to that first 
fire scene when the alarm goes off and they all like get their gear and they leave yeah. and it's just kind of very procedural and how they do yeah. it and all process and this scene is kind of similar in that way how they set up like the whole rope uh pulley system yeah. and it's very like you know procedural and has a, a process to it cool to see so then they, they get jack in like the rope and then he starts going down like the side of the building and he's like telling them like go down like 10 more feet 10 more feet oh okay we're good and then he sees the guy and he's like all right you're gonna stay calm stay calm and then the guy's like oh and he jumps yeah. on jack the rope like slides down. They slide down a few, uh, you know, a, a few stories, and then the rope stops. And he's like, "All right, you need to, you need to like calm down, or else you're gonna kill us both." Yeah. And then this was the part where like, this is probably like one of the few, and I won't say the only one. There's probably a few inaccurate moments. Is Jack? It's does also this, nonsensical. Well, Jack <laughs> does this superhero Mission Impossible like move. He yeah. is not applying nearly he, enough force. I don't know what kind of window that is. So he puts th- his sorry. feet against the ledge of like this window that they are parallel with. Yeah. He like pushes back and gets like leverage, and he's trying to like break the glass to like to use the momentum of him and the guy to go. He's trying in to do the, the Ethan building. Hunt and Ghost Protocol thing. Yes. Oh yeah. Yes. <sighs> and like. And they actually talked about this in the GQ interviews. Like that's not something what would happen. Like we would have an inside team who would probably like break the window from the inside yeah. and like would just. Well, grab the thing is, in. he breaks the glass, and there's immediately an ins- three fucking firefighters run up to the window with metal poles. Right, they could have just smacked that thing. Why? Why there. was he doing he that? He beat him there. It was a superhero moment, and yeah, and it's it also important little- to note there's a news helicopter right next to him this whole time, following him. But yeah, this they're like, we're gonna get the name of this firefighter who did this heroic act, and so he goes home. So he goes home. Linda's fucking pissed. <laughs> Linda's so mad. He's Where like, were you? I saw you on the TV. At the, bar. the boys. And yeah, he's like, I'm a little drunk. I was at the bar with the boys. But that's like, not why I saw she's you pissed on the news. And it's like, how can you tell me what you're doing is not dangerous? He's like, I didn't say it wasn't dangerous. Just yeah. It was about not. the same amount of dangerous as the other jobs yeah. or whatever. Like, they're all equally dangerous for whatever he says. So I don't, I think. The next note I have is they have their baby. Yeah. So I don't know if anything does happen in no, between No, it, it jumps right to the baby. Okay, cool. And then the baby is baptized. And there's a really nice transition that I like. Because it, it, like, it shows um, the baby and the priest is pouring the baptism water onto oh, it. Oh, yeah. And the camera pans up with the water dripping onto the baby. And then it transitions to water, water dripping, dripping onto on Joaquin's Jack head. When he's like when injured he's in, the, uh, in, in the fire. Very Mark's about dropping shit. Very clever. <laughs> you like that shit, right? That's a match kind. You like that. You like Some that. cinematic devices movies Whoa. using about time. Sorry, no, yeah, just it's kidding. Like, it's like as a if this, real movie it's trick? Like, it's like oh, as if this gosh. movie is uh, pretty good. <laughs> I'm not here to fight. You like this little reverse that's going on here, Jeff? <laughs> <laughs> this is the opposite of basic. <laughs> yeah. It's like as if this movie is pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, this movie's fine. It's good. It's fine. It's like it's really good. A solid uh, six to seven out of ten. It's like a good eight out of ten. Fucking Ooh, an eight out of ten. That's a bold. Well, I, I gave it a seven on IMDb, but it's a strong seven. Stuart's one of those people who ranks movies on IMDb aggressively. I appreciate that. We need I appreciate more like people like you out there. Thank you. Bumping those averages up. <laughs> I think it's a strong seven. It's got an average of like a six and a half on IMDb right now. I, I think it deserves a seven, in my opinion. Uh so yeah, we're back in the modern day when Jack is injured, Stuart, and the only right? thing that I could write down that actually happens in this modern day bit was they tell Jack to move to the control room. 
Yeah. And so he starts digging at the bricks, which that was something that I saw him start to do because he has a little crowbar. Like, I don't know if his back is broken. Yeah. I don't know if his legs are broken, but he's moving his legs. Yeah. Well, do we do we know his legs are broken? He just says I'm beat up pretty bad. Yeah. So like I don't know if his legs are like four stories. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm sure something's broken. Yeah. Like if his his legs are broken, you move him. It's probably painful. Yeah. But you can still move him. Um, he never walks. He just like crawls, but he has to like pick through this like brick wall to get to this control mm-hmm. room. Cause that's like the best access spot where they're going to be able to get him. And that's where like Travolta and like the, one of the other engine chiefs are looking through blueprints of the thing. It's like, Oh, if we tell Jack to get to the control room, our guys can pick him up here and they can go down this flight. It's like, all right, Jack, so you're going to move. And then yeah. he starts digging at the wall. And then we go back to Jack and Linda's daughter's birthday party where they also have a boy now yeah so multiple years are passing in between all of these like little flashbacks so mm-hmm. do you think this movie is kind of i'm not to not to say i have any flaws with this very perfect no, movie I, but like i think that like honest flaws are okay Mark. i wonder if it, it's it the fucking loses, jokey bits that I, I wonder if it loses a bit of tension by not like by its devotion to realism mm-hmm. by travolta is in charge of the operation he would not enter the building for his man mm. because he's the guy outside yeah he's gonna send guys in he's more yeah it's more important for him to be outside kind of like yeah coordinating this thing night. yeah whereas a movie he wasn't really that interested in paying attention would be like no he's gonna go in after his boy the movie's gonna be about mm. them it'd be about him and his mentor at the end of the movie he's gonna have to be like the movie get some juice get some juice and at the end of the movie he's gonna have to be like i I, I can't him save him. I have to leave him behind. That, I, you know, I and agree. then you have, and I'm sure it's like really melodramatic, but like, I agree. and then there's this sort of like, like if it, instead of the guys who open the barn door and, and then shut the it, cutbacks are to Travolta. It's Travolta who's inside the building, going through the building and the poster looks, I mean, and maybe there's like the scene where like Travolta is like trying to break through a wall and he can't. So, cause I also kind of didn't like how they, we're skipping ahead a little bit, but I didn't like how like they, they preface like, we can't get to Jack like this. We open this door and a bunch of fire blows out. Like put it out. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't know what to tell you guys. Like put it out. But like, if it was something like, uh, Jack is in the control room and Mike has to break through a wall and like, he breaks through it and they're on the wrong floor. Yeah. And like, Oh shit! Like no, and like the and then the building's about to explode, and like chief, the integrity is losing. Like you gotta get out. He's like, no, I gotta get Jack, and Jack's just like, chief, like tell my wife or something. Like sure, but Jack has to just kind of just be like, hey, I learned how to appreciate the moments in my life because of you. Because this movie is really just about like a guy who's like appreciating his life. Mm. Yeah, I don't. There's not real arc for him. Well, it's just kind of a, a, a reflective. Here's, here's go for it. But Ra- I agree with what you were go saying. For it. You know okay. who liked this movie a lot? Who? Roger Ebert. Roger Ebert gave this three and a half out of four stars. Let's do it. Respect. <sighs> Ro- Let's go. <laughs> Roger Ebert. My gave, God. Roger Ebert gave this a near perfect score, and his review is: This movie is not about a dying man whose life passes before his eyes, but about a man who saved a life put himself in danger and how he got to that place in his life, what his life and family mean to him because it is attentive to these human elements. Ladder 49 draws from the action scenes instead of depending on them. Mm. Fucking Stuart has just stood up. He is so, he, oh my you, God. You have a picture of Robert Eber in your backpack? <laughs> You're <laughs> saluting it? <Cool. laughs> <laughs> it's like this movie is 
really good. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that Roger said, <laughs> Stuart is going full Jeff in this episode. I don't know what to tell you. Wasn't it? I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up a recording from our previous episode and put it right here just to make a point. But wasn't it Jeff who said? We stand a legend, Roger Ebert. Yeah. So we do. I'm just saying, we do. man. We have to. I don't disagree. <laughs> I'm not arguing your point. Pretty fucking good. But going back to what you were saying earlier, Mark, I I I hear that and I, I do agree. I'm like, not trying to fix this movie. No, but there I'm is, just like there's there a version because, because it's so devoted to sort of like how practical a situation yes. like that would Sometimes be. Sometimes the realism does sacrifice drama. Yeah, and I I agree. There could if you just tweaked it a little bit, which is like, would the engine chief? It's interesting that like jump Travol- into the flames and like try to rescue one guy. Yeah. It's and, interesting like, that Travolta feels removed from him. I think even emotionally, because he's not so much in the movie. I think if the movie had made that decision to have Travolta go in and get him, then Travolta would be more in the flashback scenes, mm. because it would be about his role as a mentor to him and teaching yeah. him what he knows. And, right. Yeah. You know. Instead I'm of just him being the guy it, who's yeah. like, I want to be uh, like a, a tougher firefighter. He's like, I don't know if you're cut out for it. And that's kind of like, yeah. Yeah. I agree. So uh, birthday party. Yes. Uh, Jack and Linda's daughter. They also have a boy. Then there's the. Um, I always loved this scene as a kid. All the firefighters there for his little girl's birthday. Yeah, it's cute. And you have all the guys and the yeah. We jump dogs. like five. It's like a five-year time jump. Yeah, five yeah. Or the six kids are grown time. now. The kids are grown up. Um, the the firehouse responds to a possible gas leak at yeah. a factory. This is when Morris Chestnut gets suplexed by a steam pipe. <sighs> this actually, so I think, and something that I I forgot to mention is all the fires in the story. Um, this might be one of those like IMDb trivia things where like, is it true? I don't know. But it was like all the fires that are portrayed in this movie, like the fire scenes are based on like real fire things. And yeah. I remember the gas leak one, the one that like burned Morris Chestnut, like was a real thing that made the news. I think it was a firefighter who got like severe yeah, like burns on his face from having like a, a gas explosion or something or a steam explosion hit him. So, um, yeah, but basically, so it's a uh, walking Phoenix and John Travolta. They're walking through this like factory. They're Morris chestnuts with them and they got a couple other guys and they're walking through and it's just like a possible gas leak. I think yeah. they're, that's all they're responding to. Yeah. And there's some like little booms, like in the background, they're like, Oh, I'm, I don't know about this. What's going on. They split up, they go into different groups and then troll like, towards them and pull back. He's like, right, you know what guys, we're going to pull back. Morris chestnuts walking towards them. And then, <laughs> a steam pipe just he runs like three Erupts. flips and classes into a wall and it like sprays him with like boiling steam. hot steam yeah. they grab him out uh jack's hands get severely burned yeah but they pull him out and then um so he goes to the hospital yeah he goes to the hospital to visit jack's sh- hands are all bandaged up and he's seeing like if he can visit jack is too disturbed by morris chestnut to want to go in but yeah. he eventually goes in and the nurse is like no like he's like oh like i saw him changing bandages like no no no, it's fine you he, can go he, in. he's scared by what he sees and he asks like is he like in a lot of pains like he's out of the worst of it yet but he's also very medicated yeah um oh and before this is when jack goes home and it, it, again his hands are bandaged up and his son is like kind of being distant yeah, from him you- and Daddy, does it fucking... hurt when the steam burns and oh. melts your face? And the kid at school like, said, 
El, whatever the kid's name's father got melted by Does sh- that hurt, Dad? Joaquin's like, yeah, uh, it yeah, hurts. it fucking hurts. <laughs> <laughs> but like, and also, like, I, there, there's probably one or two scenes. I actually, this scene hit me a lot. Mm. I know you're going to make fun of it, Jeff. No, I'm not going to make fun no, of it. No, I'm just saying. like, It's a father-son this, scene. It this, got me too. I mean, but it, it was very much like, you know, a, ch- a, a, a son oh who is aware of the dangers of his father's profession. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like his reserved um, trepidations about mm-hmm. that. Like he can't like use, um, he can't use like a, like, a certain type of vocabulary to describe yeah. it, but like in essence, like this kid is scared his dad's gonna die. Get yeah, hurt. I know. Like, he did just tell Morris Chestnut too that like your kids are gonna be fine. Your kids are gonna they want their dad back. They're not gonna yeah. be afraid of Which, you. That's after this scene. Yeah. Yeah. But then his kid is like, um, that sounds fucking scary. Yeah. His kid well, is like disturbed by yeah, it. Yeah, he's like, does steam Morris really Chestnut. melt your face off? Mm-hmm. And yeah. he's like, Well, like he did get like burned pretty bad, but you know, they're they have this like thing where they can replace skin on you your face. You don't see him again after that scene, do you? No, no. I think Morris Chestnut's done after that scene. Yeah. But well, he he is at the funeral at the end. Yeah, okay. he is. You see him. You see but... his his a uh, Kentucky Fried uh, face <laughs> in the background. <laughs> Was that on the spot, Jeff, <laughs> or did you have that in your back pocket? Was that in your notes? <laughs> I've had a few things in my back pocket. Okay. <laughs> I have some. Jeff, <laughs> salute. I have salute something. and say thank you. I have something. I have something in my back pocket for a little bit later. Okay, that I've been holding on to for a bit. All right, what's next? All right, so. All right, so. After the, so after the chest. So scene. this time jump also. Wait the fuck. This, wait, this time no, jump no, also no, foretells something. No, 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 no. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> moving on. There's a change with this time jump. The score for this movie also like, changed. Mark, here I am talking about like I was talking about how <laughs> real I, shit the man. performances with the sun and Walking Phoenix and it's like, about real shit that happened per- to somebody. The performances between the two of them were really good. I thought the kid was really pulling his weight in that scene, and I thought Walking <laughs> Phoenix was doing really well in that scene with like talking about like the dangers of his profession and like trying to reassure his kid. Then the following scene when he goes to the hospital and he's trying to like comfort uh, Tommy. He said, little bit of chicken fried, <laughs> cold beer on Friday night. Maybe he was making fun of the prosthetics, the makeup. A pair of prosthetics that like... just right. <laughs> no, okay. And ladder 49's on. <laughs> okay, so also, the time jump, the music changes. I kept one in my back pocket, but I didn't bring it out. Now I'm going to keep it there. <laughs> It changes from, from like that fantasy jaunt music to, to like techno. It goes like Matrix. What? I really hope you never get your face melted off. No, because the, the next part is like <laughs> when the fire the fire trucks. Moving. I hope you don't have kids, and I hope that they don't. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> I hope that, or if you do have kids, I hope you don't get your face melted off, and they have to cry to yeah. s- when you can't read them a bedtime story because it'll cause them nightmares because they're terrified of how you, their father looks. Jesus fuck, <laughs> Kentucky. Well, the the crime of this movie is that it makes Morris Trash just not unattractive. <laughs> what? <laughs> the Morris Roberts right there. Sorry. <laughs> Keep digging. Keep digging. No, but you hire Keep you hire Morris Chestnut, so it's it's so tragic. Yeah. 
it is so tragic when it happens. You're like, they got fucking that pipe got Morris Chestnut. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Um, it's like what 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 happens? Right? I don't know what this techno music you're talking about was. It, it kind of goes techno for all the action scenes after this. Huh. So I remember Travol- in three years when you watch it next time, you'll let us know what the music was. <laughs> So <laughs> if Jeff was crazy or not, I don't remember no techno music. <laughs> so Duly noted. Uh, Joaquin's a little like burnt up about this. <laughs> <laughs> He's a little burnt up about this. So he, get, he gets a little heated. For clarification, my, mine was Billy Bird got Billy Burnt. <laughs> <laughs> But I didn't say it's too hard. I kept it in my back pocket. <laughs> so he, he's a little heated at the bar. Yeah. Um, and he like <laughs> almost gets into a fight. Um, and Charles is like, hey, I know this is really stressful. Because Robert you. Patrick is cheating on his wife. Yeah. With the, with the lady. Yeah. Is that what's happening? Yeah, Robert Patrick's cheating on his wife and he's mad at him. Yeah, he said, I see Mrs. Because he's dressed as Santa yeah, Claus. And he goes, Claus. I see Mrs. Claus and that ain't her. Yeah. And he's, and he's just mad like, the disrespect and like just that the world's so unfair, I suppose. Um, and so he gets heated and John Travolta just is like, I, there's an administrative job. You can come with my aid. Pretty much the same pay, but you'll be out of, out of the line of fire. Yeah. And, uh, and Joaquin's like, oh, let me think about it. And so he goes home to Linda. Uh, and he's like, so I got offered the show. She's like, well, are you going to take it? Uh, do you, do you want that? I think he says no, like immediately. He he says, "Well, I think it would be good for you and the kids." And she leaves the room. Oh, and then she's like, and he oh. follows her, and he's like, and she's like, "Well, this is about me now. Like, what do you want?" But it's <laughs> just so weird because he's been saying, oh, "I want to be a firefighter the whole <laughs> movie," and she's like, "No, we have to think about me and the kids." And he's just like, "And right, he finally does it." I'm gonna think about you and the kids. She's like, "Oh, you're gonna put this on my shoulders." <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. So the um just to quickly comment on that, I feel like she wants him to be a firefighter, but he wants she wants him to be honest about you know what the dangers wants. of his profession. I think, yeah, and I so think that first fight earlier was just because that he wasn't honest with her about the risks involved with being in search and rescue. Her initial attraction to him is this is a guy who loves doing what he does. I work at a fucking jewelry factory, jewelry making shop that I don't like, and it's attractive when somebody likes what they do and yeah. is passionate. And so she wants him to retain that because it's what she likes about him. But she's also just like, mm. it sucks and it's fucking dangerous and your friends are dying. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Stuart, what, what hour are we at? No, uh, I don't want to know. We're at an hour oh. and 40. What? Hour and 50. Sick. We still got a little bit left of this movie. Oh, we got, we got some we juice left. Of course we do. Uh, I'm sure there's a flashback. Yeah. So the, fast forward. So I think the next bit's the Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I broke Stuart. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what you want me to say to that, Jeff. I just, I, I really hope that you never have to go. Because, <laughs> you know, if you ever get, like, chemical burns for whatever reason. <laughs> I, I can't know if this is a threat. And... <laughs> Jeff, put the flamethrower down. And... No, I mean, fucking ever, Stuart. If you ever get injured at work and something happens where, like, it really puts you on your ass. No, no, no. Well, I stepped no. on a nail and, this week. And... You know, you get landed in the hospital and there's some like facial injuries 
I'm going to visit you. <laughs> Did you see my facial injury, Jeff? My I'm new gonna, one? <laughs> I'm going to tell you that it's okay. I'm going to comfort you. I'm going to be there for you because I'm your best friend. I'll be there for you too. And I won't be cracking jokes. I'll be there for you and making sure that you feel good. And, you know, I just, well, I, I really hope Stuart, you I treat hope, me I, the same way you treat me. I hope Morris, you walk into the room Chestnut. and you're like, Jeff, you look well. Well done. <laughs> oh, and then you leave. I will that's not. That's the kind, be, that's the I kind will, of buddies I will, you are. I will not be doing that to you, Jeff, because I think we can joke about it now. But if it actually happened yeah. to you, it'd be very traumatic. I would not be pleased. Oh my gosh. Anyway, so it's Christmas Eve. Yeah. In the firehouse, and you know, Christmas Eve explaining Christmas time is here. This is uh, after the fight with Robert Patrick. Yeah. Right. There's uh, an apartment fire. Yeah, an apartment fire, and so he and Robert Patrick go out. And there's like a little boy and he's like, my cousin is still up there. He points to like the one building, that's the one room that's not on fire right now. Mm-hmm. And so uh, Joaquin and Rob Patrick to go in, like cutting through thing. It's a very weird sequence. It's the one time the movie is like, this is how disorienting it yeah. is to be in a building. It like, cuts to like random slow-mo. It's like and really gray and muddy. There's, like, and... A, there's a crazy zoom in where it's like right into his eyes at one point. I, I just wrote down like it, it takes like all of like the editing, camera work, sound design, and the score from the first movie and just heightens it by like yeah. ten. And I th- I think it's like again, just another <laughs> latter one. Another parallel of sort of You where, meant for the earlier part of the movie. Where Jack is at his life <laughs> like right ladder now. Ladder twenty five. Um about you know, anxiety inducing the nature of the scene is, but just anxiety in his life in general mm-hmm. with like the fact that he's had a lot of guys killed and or injured in this profession and yeah. he's just had this like talk with linda about like his job so i feel like it's sort of paralleling that yeah a lot and um so they, they rescue a little girl or a she's she's young she's, she's a, teenager, a teenager right yeah. yeah yeah and when he does so like uh the fire does break out onto that floor yeah. that they're on there's like a little explosion he dives on top of her and like is able to save her from the fire yeah. and then he's like trapped inside but that's when Robert Patrick breaks through like a door, door and yeah, like gets them out. Gets them out. Um, cut to an award ceremony. Yeah, they get an award from actual Martin O'Malley, mayor of Baltimore, playing himself <laughs> in this movie. Uh, <laughs> His scene is so weird because he's like, "All right, now I'm gonna call up somebody who's much more well equipped to speak and honor this man than me, and someone who's much better looking too." Yeah, he and brings then, like, up a teenager. Calm down. He brings <laughs> up the down, girl Martin. that they saved. It's true. No, of course, the girl. It's, course, like, it's, yeah. it's a girl that they it's saved. Like, so God, Martin. <laughs> she pins the medal on Jack and Lenny. It's a great moment. And then yeah, his wife looks really proud of him. Flashback it's forward to modern day. Uh, Jack is. Against the brick wall, he's like digging through. He's got some bricks down, and then eventually he gets through, crawls into the control room. And by the way, so that's the last of the flashback, because once we bounce back to this modern day, we're there till the end of the movie. Yeah, you guys mm. said we had a lot of juice left, and actually, like where we where you asked that question of what time you we were at, we're at like probably like fifteen minutes left in the movie, mm-hmm. so we're actually getting pretty close to the end. Um, so we're back at modern day. Jack does get through to the control room. And while that's happening, we cut back to the uh, firefighters um, drilling through like all the debris to try to get to the other side. Um, Jack gets to the control room and he looks up and we he just sees like a fiery inferno. The guys on the other side get through the debris. They see like this door and like, I see a door like Jack, we're coming, we're coming. They open the door and the flames like Mm. burst out of there and they radio to Mike and say like, Mike. There's no way in. The entire control room is engulfed. Mm. 
and Jack looks around and is like, Mike, pull your guys out. Yeah. And Mike is like, Jack accepts his fate. There's, there, yeah, there's but he's going to save the lives of his friends guys, too. Yeah. Cause his friends will keep going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He says, yeah. pull your guys out. And so keep going. Jack, tell Linda, I love her. Yeah. He says, tell Linda, I love her. But imagine if the last life he saved was of John Travolta because oh, he, was, he like, saved John Travolta. No, but like, cause John Travolta is going to, cause I agree with you. Not going to stop going for him. Yeah. I he's agree with you earlier. Burn like, the building with him. Because it makes more sense realistically that Travolta would be in the base camp outside. This is not the movie it is, though. Right. It makes more real. It make it makes more sense realistic wise. But I agree with what you're saying that to up the stakes and up the drama, if you swap out the guys for just Travolta yeah. to try to get to Jack, then drama wise. But then yeah. I think it becomes like backdraft. Backdraft is less like. I'm, I've always seen like half an hour of backdraft in like a waiting room at a hospital. That is where you watch backdraft. That's where you watch backdraft. <laughs> I'm, I'm not even heard of backdraft to be honest. It's a, Ron, it's a Ron Howard's Howard. backdraft. It's a Ron Howard. Who, is it Nick Nolte? Baldwin. No, it's. Is it Jack and Alec? Is it brothers? It's is Kurt it, Russell, Kurt William Russell, Baldwin, William. Scott Glenn. <sighs> what a cast! Donald Sutherland and De Niro. Jesus Christ! What a cast! Yeah. Also, apparently they made a sequel, Backdraft 2, that came out two years ago. Red box. Uh, only Red box. on DVD. Okay. Who was in it? Uh, William Baldwin <laughs> and Donald Sutherland both returned. <laughs> the Undertaker. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Jack says goodbye to Mike. Uh, it does star The Undertaker. <laughs> Wait. Jack says goodbye to Mike on the walkie. He says, tell Linda I love her. He also says, please take care of my kids. And Mike promises to do so. And then it sort of fades out of that we just see like it cuts out and we just see the guys coming out of the building they're all yeah. looking at jack or they're all looking at mike um sort of in defeat and mike's puts it over the real all right all units pull out of the building like let's all get out and so you just see like a lasting aerial shots of like you know the building in flames cut to linda's house Linda and the kids are at home and then we we never said this earlier but like there was a scene where like when one of Jack and Linda's arguments she says like you know I have nightmares every day where that red car pulls up and you're not in it and so this is sort of realizing that the red car Uh, pulls up and Travolta and a priest get out yeah and she immediately knows what's what happened so then the funeral scene I was a little confused by this scene why because I thought phoenixes were supposed to rise from flame. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> it's not really a setup and payoff. If you're like, I'm scared this thing is gonna happen, mm. and then it happened. I thought I thought they were supposed to rise out of flame. <laughs> no, he didn't. He didn't wow. make it. More like Joaquin, not a phoenix. There's <laughs> gonna be death eyes right now. I just don't know why this is funny. Because he's a phoenix. The movie's too earnest for Jeff. No, I love Ernesty. No, you don't. No, you, I, you're kind of an earnest guy. I love Ernesty. Mm. I just. I also think you like this just, movie. I actually lot. quite like, liked this movie. Just like pissing off Stuart. It's easy. <laughs> <laughs> Stuart's an easy target. Sorry, Stuart. Great. Cool. I actually quite like. Doesn't this it movie. suck that if you respected Fireman a little bit less, he would have nicer things to say about <laughs> Fireman? Yeah, I really. No, I'm just I really set myself up when I told Jeff right away that I like this movie <laughs> before we even started this podcast. Jeff kept, liked this movie. I should have just kept my mouth shut and just, you know, and let Jeff take the reins. Okay, so we, we cut to a, we cut to another church. 
And it sucks. And it's, like a, it is a nice funeral. The sacred, What's the song called again? Hallelujah. And that's not holiday. I think it's called. It's like, it's like it's called Shine Your Light by Shh. Robbie Robertson. <laughs> well, Travolta <laughs> gives a, Travolta gives a speech about Jack Morrison. Yes. Tells him about how, you know, people ask why firefighters are the only ones running into the flame when people are running out. He says, "Because you, Jack, you chose to save somebody's life." Yeah. And that is courage. Yeah. Like you had real courage. So he said, so let's set of not mourning Jack. Let's celebrate him. They do like a round of applause for Jack and then cut to the song, shine your light. Yeah. And they're taking the coffin and out. I think that's a big procession, big procession. Big they put his coffin on the fire truck. They're doing a procession down the street. We, we get something that I actually really love in movies, which is tough dudes crying. Mm hmm. Like you can always get me with the tough dude crying, just like a bunch of like really stocky like Baltimore cops. Yeah, and they're all just like walking down the street, but they're all soggy mm-hmm. up. Robert Patrick's crying. Yeah, yeah, piece of shit. <laughs> but he's crying. Um, and they take Jack to his final resting place, and then we. It's just this movie just made me cry all the time when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah, I didn't and cry the... today. I think because it was early, and I just watched Basics, and my brain was a bit melted. <laughs> But well, we cut to, um, you know, they're going to keep going on. Yeah. And we, the fire trucks pull out of the station in unison. We see Travolta and the guys put out a fire. They do. We're intercut with montage of previous scenes of the movie. And that first fire. Is this what happens? Yeah. 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 And then that first fire. Yeah. And then, yeah, the final scene is the shot of Joaquin Phoenix and Travolta coming out of their first mm-hmm. fire. And embracing mm-hmm. and the freeze frame black and white fade to black credits mm-hmm. also notice that the movie doesn't do i always hate it when it does this the corny dedicated to the men and women who fight yeah. fires every day doesn't do that mm-hmm. it just ends yeah goes to credits because the movie itself is that exactly the movie well, is that's a, what i mean yeah the movie is a dedicated if, to it, the exactly <laughs> like if it did that that's what movies, movies, that learned, movies like. learned their lesson after the rocky three incident <laughs> I mean, now uh, Rambo 3, Rambo 3. Oh. The one that ends with, like, this is dedicated to the brave freedom fighters of the of the uh, Afghanistan movement. Oh, Jesus. Uh, and they became the Taliban. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I didn't know about that. You know, so the, the end of Rambo 3 <laughs> I is... I didn't know that happened. Well, Rambo three is Rocky is. Keep me. Rambo three is Rambo goes he to Afghanistan and helps, the, like, and helps like the proto Taliban fight off the Soviets. <laughs> and like, and he's like, I believe that you guys can make this a great country. Um, they do it gets Stallone. Yeah, you know it's. I don't know who they do or something like that. Okay, but can you do a Travolta? No, I cannot. What is it? It's it's impossible to figure out. Hey, it's me, John Travolta. No, I can't do it. Like, you have to like John... start at Adele Nazim and work backwards. You have the to start there, find talented. it there. The Adele wickedly Nazim. talented Adele Nazim. Okay, so ladder, the end of Ladder Forty Nine. The movie ends. The movie ends. Um, Final thoughts. Uh, it's a good movie. How did yeah, the movie, movie do, Jeff? So the movie comes out. It does okay, which is weird. It does okay. Isn't that weird? Yeah, very weird. You expect it to do bad or really good? Really good. Yeah. Is it, this like it makes a hundred million off a sixty million dollar budget? That's about. So it like doesn't double it. It, it like roughly makes the budget back, but not much more. 
Yeah, I've been on DVD and bullshit. Yeah. D- I'm sure it was a big DVD. What's <laughs> for this kid right here? Yeah. Seemingly both of you. It's a big DVD movie. I don't own this on DVD. <laughs> well, did you as a kid? No. Oh. It, I so lived in Nairobi, so my copy was pirated. Was, so I did not take it with me when I moved back. I to think America. we <laughs> talked about this with like some of Travolta's like phenomenon. This was a TBS at 9 p.m. Sunday movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is such like a dad watching it on AMC on a Sunday afternoon movie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah 100%. Uh, the movie gets okay. It like it did okay in the box office. It gets okay reviews. A forty-one percent Rotten Tomatoes average nowadays. Really, forty-one percent. It got an A minus cinema score though, so audiences loved it. Critics yeah. put out the hit. <laughs> but Roger Deaver gave it three and a half stars. Yes. Like this is this is one of those movies that the people who liked it loved it, and everyone's was like, "Yeah, it's fine. It's a firefighter movie." Yeah. Joaquin's great, and everyone that was that was the general vibe. This was a Disney picture. Uh, is it Buena Vista? Buena Vista. Okay. Remember Buena Vista. Right. I'm just I'm reading. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes does a cool like critics consensus where they just they write like a one sentence critic phrase about the movie. Mm-hmm. So Rotten Tomatoes critic consensus is instead of humanizing the firemen, the movie idolizes them and thus renders them into cardboard characters. Which I don't agree with that. I think it I think it humanizes them very well. They all feel like they all feel like dudes you would just find in a bar in Baltimore. That's true, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I disagree. I think it's a good I would give it a strong seven out of ten. Strong seven. I would I would, I too would give it a seven out of ten. You said six earlier. I said six or you seven. Six or seven. I, I looked back at my letterbox score and I gave it a seven. Hmm. But so yeah. letterbox is five. So stars. roughly apparently we liked this movie the same number. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you like it as much as him. I'm going to tell you right sure, now. I'm feeling like you were a solid uh, four out of five on this one. Uh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I'd say four out of five. I think you were an eight. No, I mean, I mean, if we're going to get specific, I mean, well, Roger, you be a three. I just want you to live your truth. <laughs> Roger, you get three and a half out of four? Yeah. That's a that's like a, that's like a, a nine. nine. That's like a nine. <laughs> I, I hate, if Roger can go there, I, would, I I honestly really hate um the four fours yeah, I mean, because I, I can't my brain can't process that I can't do one two, three, but if four. you do five stars versus ten like it's an eight seven it's point eight seven because isn't the idea of a four that you don't have to do half stars yes mm. <laughs> anyway see that's why I do ten ten scales probably the best for me so I, I I'll give it a strong seven very strong seven mm-hmm. very strong seven yeah I give it a, yeah I give it a strong seven as well is it the I guess you did Austin Powers, so it's not the the John Travolta movie with the least yeah, John Travolta. Baby, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, least John Travolta we've ever had in a movie was Austin. Boris and Natasha. <sighs> He's in that for three seconds. We talked about the movie for over an hour. You just talk about Boris and Natasha. Yeah, we talked about Boris. Who's and Boris? Uh, Dave Thomas. Now you're gonna talk about it for even longer. It's it's a Rocky and Bullwinkle movie where they learnt, or where they weren't allowed to use Rocky and Bullwinkle. So they made it about the two Russian spies. About like, what's the fucking commander's name? What's that guy's um, name? Dear Le- was it Dear Leader? Dear Stuart's Leader. like, we are not doing Boris and <laughs> Natasha again right now. Uh, did this do anything for Josh Volta's career, Jeff? Um, give me one second. It, fearless Leader. 
fearlessly there. That's it. I want to watch this movie. It's on Tubi. It's, it, it was actually fun. There's, like a, there's a part where Boris cool. and Natasha go undercover and they dress up as a, in like giant Scottish suits, yeah. like big fat suits, and they call themselves Mr. and Mrs. Obeith. Jesus. <laughs> so what is what, okay. what what does John do after this? So this is pretty much the beginning of, you know, his I X'd out the page where I was looking at his lineup. But um this is pretty much the beginning of like he's starting to settle into supporting character bits. That's what he's getting offered right yeah. now. Um, but he's he's fighting that perception. Mm-hmm. Like every one of these roles he's taking is an attempt to like get himself back to leading man status. He's still an, he's still A-list at this point. He has the respect. He has the clout. He hasn't lost it yet. Yeah. But it's start, it's starting to like, it's starting to wean away a little bit after this. Like all he needs is like, he's got grease. He's got Pulp Fiction. Yeah. What's the, and it's like his this third big one. Get shorty probably. Saturday Night Fever. Yeah. He's not going anywhere. Yeah. And it's like this movie, it's like, all right. So if John Travolta is willing to do a role like that now, like, like where he's not in a lot of the movie. Yeah. What does that mean? I know this isn't the Phoenix cast, but like, because th- this was right before Walk the Line, where he gets another Oscar nom mm. for leading actor. Yeah, it doesn't Gladiator. Win, he gets uh, nominated for supporting actor, yeah. but two years after this, he gets a leading actor nom. Yeah. And then after Walk the Line, that was when we said earlier that he he does. I'm still here. Pretty much shortly in after. Oh wait. Yeah. No wait. Um, where he kind of like That's goes off the ground a little that bit. This is four years before I'm still yeah. here. It's insane. You know, we we gotta respect Joaquin Phoenix's best performance though, which was him delivering Anthony Hopkins uh, the best or best uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Oscar for best uh, <laughs> lead actor, or just who is not there? Who's not there? <laughs> At the last Oscar, he's like Anthony Hopkins. Thanks for a great night, everyone. <laughs> Whoa! Wait, what? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, John. Yeah, I feel like he's he's not he's not leading anymore after this. Yeah. He's got hairspray coming up because like after this, with the like we said, Wild with the Hogs. exception of Be Cool and Lonely Hearts, um, I, I don't know Lonely. Hearts. And Be Cool is a, a sequel to one of his movies, which is mm-hmm. how he gets the juice for that. And then Lonely Hearts, we'll talk about when we get to it. But after this, it's like support. Like prior to this, yeah. he's just done supporting role in The Punisher. But, you know, it's supporting role, Wild Hogs in an ensemble, Hairspray ensemble, Bolt lead role, but it's an animated mm-hmm. movie. Magnificent Desolation is just a voiceover role in a documentary. And then from that, and then right after Bolt is when he just, like, starts settling into his action movie thing where he's like, no, I'm going to be leading men no matter what the movie is. It's like a post-Midland crisis. And it's taking a film, one, two, three, from Paris with Love, Savages, Killing Season, Forger, Life on the Line, Criminal Activities, and a Valley of Violence, I Am Wrath. Eesh. So we're we're getting close to that period. It's gonna be fun though. It's gonna be fun. Yeah. So you you, you revisited the first time since childhood. Ladder for tonight. Yeah, yeah. Final takes to take backs. Why you feel like you watched it a lot as a kid? Sort of been thinking about. Yeah, it. yeah. I felt like I, I I can't pinpoint exact memories of when we watched with this, but I do remember like having a few moments where I watched this a lot as a kid uh, with probably my parents. Um. And I think, yeah, the best way to put it, yeah, it's like an AMC 9 p.m. Sunday yeah. afternoon watch or something. Like, it, it's just like a cable programmer, which is probably where we watch it a few times. Um, so I remember having, like, okay memories of it as a kid. Yeah. 
uh, like we said earlier, like it's not graphically violent enough that kids can't watch no. it. Like, I think it's still like real enough for adults to yeah. watch and sort of fill in the gaps that it's, you know, there's some stakes and violent situations. Um, what rewatching it now? I mean, it. I think the best way I can describe it, which I've already said, it's like it's set out to be a firefighter tribute movie, and it nails it. Yeah, I think I was a kid who liked firefighters. Or just also like like the idea of them, and it does a re- yeah. it is a really just kind of fucking like, like you said, just like clean job of it. It's not yeah. like they're not action heroes. They're not like slow mo exploding through fire like yeah. in windows and, and bullshit. Like, like it, but it's, it's not perfect. It it's got a it's got a it's got it's got its flaws. Like you know, Walking Phoenix traversing off the side of a building and breaking a window, Mission Impossible style is a little not realistic and a little too superhero-y. Yeah, or like. But in the terms of this movie, it's very kind of, I think it, it feels that big because the rest of the movie is so just like, yeah, we're going in and we're hosing. Yeah. We're and going in and we're hosing. It. And and like, you know, like in terms of its concrete A plot, it's Joaquin Phoenix saves a guy, gets injured. They try to save him. They can't. Yeah. And like, that's 5% of the movie, but that's its A plot. Yeah. And so, yeah, like I, I, I think it's kind of like, Yes, this is like the main conflict. This is central conflict, but like that's not why you're watching this movie. You're not watching this movie to see if he makes it out. Yeah, you're watching this movie to see what got him here, mm-hmm. and how he turned out the way he turned out. Like Roger Ebert says in his review, which is I I vehemently agree with that mm-hmm. review. It's a good take. I know I would do a salute in earnest, but <laughs> yeah, I'm not going I, to. And like you know, I it still hasn't left my mind what you said about earlier where you know if you switch the ending where it's like John Travolta goes in to try to save uh Walking Phoenix as like a Bond sort of esque drama point. Uh yeah, it probably would not have been like as realistic because it makes more sense that the fire chief is outside holding down the fort, but I'm uh, I don't know. Or it could have read as over cheesing, over dramatic, but yeah. right now it feels like oh, that might have been that might have served it pretty well. I can imagine that walkie-talkie conversation scene where he's saying goodbye happening very differently if the... And they kind of have that. They have a nice little moment mm-hmm. where he's just kind of like, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I'm going to fucking get out of here. I guess no one trained me good enough. And that's kind yeah. of a nice... Yeah. Yeah. The movie knows... Yeah. They had some fun. Jeff, final thoughts? <laughs> Um, yeah, those Stuart are said if you're gonna say Gazuntai, you don't deserve it. <laughs> yeah, um, no, my thought of thoughts is I. This is the type of like you know competent programmer that I wish there was more of out there. Yeah, like I, something like this would just be like a TV limited series or a 22 episode season now, and I think we're all the lesser for it. Uh, there should be these uh, these competent seven out of ten you know firefighter movies. You know, there should be one a year. A ladder fifty. <laughs> there was a there was a forest firefighter firefighter movie. Oh no, no, it was only the brave. But then there's the fucking <laughs> Angelina Jolie. What's it fucking called? Oh, they pray for the pray for the dead. Only for the dead. Firefighter. That movie's about forest firefighters. Those but it who is wish a, me dead. <laughs> it is a high concept. <laughs> what if she fought assassins in the middle of a forest fire <laughs> who were hunting down a kid? Who was on the run from some bullshit because he had a microchip? <laughs> <laughs> Taylor Sheridan film. 
Oh. It's very high concept for Taylor Wait, Sheridan. you're telling me Aiden Gillen's one of those assassins? <laughs> yeah. It's good. You should watch it. I gotta it. see this movie. That's the kind of program you're talking about. You should watch Those Who Wish Me Dead. The best. Man. Those who. Assassins Aiden Gillen and Nicholas Holt? Oh my. John Bernthal? Oh, Bernthal's in it. Ooh, I gotta see this movie. I gotta see this movie. I see this movie hard. Bernthal's in uniform. Well, Mark, Oof. thank you very much for joining <laughs> so us. So we're shutting this down. I love doing this. This is great. Yeah. We always love having you. We, Yeah, you're always welcome on the show. I will be back. You will be back. I will be back. You will. Shall we close this out, Jeff? Yeah. Uh, thank you, folks, all for listening to this episode of Ladder for Now. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, you folks next week have this to look forward to, uh, an episode on Be Cool, the sequel to Get Shorty, uh, starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Danny DeVito back again. Also, Vince Vaughn's in it. <laughs> uh, but thank you all for listening. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on. As a reminder, we are available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and YouTube. Find us at TravoltingPod on Twitter or Instagram for updates and fun stuff. Email us TravoltingPodcast at gmail.com. Stuart is intently staring at his uh, time code right now. Uh, <laughs> um, you can find me on Twitter at Jeff W. Sweeney. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at stewardomer 95 uh, Mark, you just have to plug your phone in. Uh, oh, I think correct. it's fully charged it's now. Fully charged now. I think it's fully okay. charged now. Um, <laughs> and as always, special thanks to Rebecca Johnson for our graphic design, Michael Van Bodegum-Smith for our theme music. For letting Nicole... us use the house. For <laughs> 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 letting us use the house, Rebecca. And uh, Nicole Johnson for our social media. Thank you guys for listening, and see you next week for Be Cool. Bye. Bye.